Blog Talk Radio. Kane is in the building. Hollywood cold, I'm with Molly G, bro, flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows, and I wanna tell you something that you probably should know, this that slumdog millionaire Bollywood flowing up, my real friends never hearing from me, fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me, that's why I pick and choose, I don't get you confused, I got a small circle, I'm not with different crews, we walk the same path, but got on different shoes, live in the same building, but we got and good evening, everybody. It's Sunday evening around 6 o'clock. That means it's time for an all-new Southern Sports Central. I'm Richie Alton alongside Eugene Benton here for three solid hours of Southern Sports Central on a wonderful final day of May, by the way, on a Sunday evening here uh, coming to you live all the way in Somerville, South Carolina at the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios here uh, again. I uh, want to go ahead and bring in Eugene. Uh, of course, uh, we've got a loaded show today because we are on a virtual tour, a campus tour, if you will, over to Berkeley High School, located over in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Uh, the guest list quite full today and may add a few along the way. Maybe uh, one of the voices of their radio show on Friday nights may join us here at the end of the show. But already booked, ready to go. We'll start off at 630 with the principal. Uh, Mr. Stephen Steele will join us here at 630. He'll talk to us. Uh, about the state of mind of uh, Berkeley and how things have uh, kind of been going for the last two or three months. These guys have done a great job uh, with social media, keeping their kids involved and doing a lot of things uh, to get as much love to them as they possibly can. So we'll talk to Mr. Steele about that. And, of course, uh, the upcoming graduations and things like that, kind of get an idea of uh, some things that are going on at Berkeley. Of course, you know he did start his days. uh, He went to Somerville. So he's another one of those Somerville uh, transplants, if you will, uh, that's taken a lot of uh, times and talent along with those he's come in contact with, uh, and, and now he is uh, the man in charge over at Berkeley. So uh, we'll talk to him about his path to the Sags and, of course, uh, everything in between with that. Now, at 7 o'clock, we go to the athletics department, and we'll check in with the one and only athletic director, Miss Catherine Butcher. She'll check in at 7, talk to her about also the same things that we've had these conversations with other athletic directors like we did at Ashley Ridge, and, of course, uh, for Dorchester's. And now, of course, Berkeley gets to add to this conversation, and that is how have you managed, how have you handled uh, talking to these young athletes, you know, uh, especially the spring sports, where their season was all but really stopped in the middle of uh, in the middle of the motion here. And uh, they were about two, three weeks in. And not just one sport, it was about seven, eight, maybe up to ten sports who did not even get to see the middle of the season, just the front corner of that thing. And then – of course, uh, she's in charge of the entire athletic department, so the season never ends for the athletic department and the athletic director, so we'll talk to her about that. In the state of mind of the great football field and uh, the stadium over there, they've got a great band, a great cheerleading squad. The football team's incredible. The basketball team, I thought, did really well, and a bunch of other programs around, uh, of course, uh, Berkeley. We'll talk to her about that as well. Then at 7.30, we head to the Diamond where we get a chance to check back in with the guy who's joined us here on the show before, and that's uh, the head baseball coach, Landy Cox. And he has built 
quite a, uh, a little empire over there and uh, building that legacy of the Stags on the diamond and has put a lot of talent uh, at the next level, continues to have it shuffle through uh, ninth through 12th grade and probably has a few 8th graders he's eyeballing as well. So we'll talk to Landy uh, about that. Of course, there's a lot going on. We're probably not going to dive into, I, I guess, the elephant in the room, and that is just some of the stuff that's happened the last 24 to 48 hours uh, because we are going to do very similar like we did with COVID-19. We're going to let you kind of check out of that for the next three hours, and uh, we're going to kind of stay on track. We'll try to keep it a sports show as much as possible and uh, kind of go that route. Now, that being said, I will bring in Eugene. I know you're on the road coming back from Columbia, buddy. How's the weather and the traffic coming back this way? Um, actually, and and I just got in uh, in time to get the, the laptop and, and the Twitter feeds and everything set up. Um, kind of got in the door. You know, it was actually decent weather. It's a little windy up in uh, – we were uh, actually in Lexington, and um, right. it was a little windy up there. We didn't get into any storms until we got almost to Somerville. Hit a pretty uh, – almost like a wall uh, out past uh, Nexton and, and all that, uh, probably about a few more miles on the other side of Volvo. But uh, it hit a wall, hit a storm. Uh, it does look like it's kind of getting dark and, and, and dreary uh, in the skies over Park Circle in North Charleston. I see some trees kind of bending a little bit, and uh, like I said, it's clouding up. But um, got a great day of training up there with uh, the guys that are kicking the footballs for us and um, for the Low Country Academy and, and representing our high schools. And found out today, um, I had big news that my guy Spencer uh, was invited to the national uh, uh, competition, the national scholarship invite, and they actually have now moved it from Wisconsin to. Um, there's a major sports complex near Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So uh, that's going to be yeah. cool. Um, but on the way up there, I also found out that a rising freshman at Oceanside, who's ranked number one in the nation and number one in the state for his class of 2024, also his invite's coming. Uh, we were told from one of the national evaluators, he texted me this morning and said Coleman's invite was on the on the way. And um, shout out to first Baptist kicker, uh, Ben Flesher. He's has a, he's new to First Baptist. He was at Oceanside his first two years. Um, he came up to me this morning or, or this afternoon at, at the training up there and said he had been invited. So that's pretty exciting that three guys that I've had a chance to work with are now national invites to uh, the National Scholarship Kicking Competition, which is the elite of the elite in the country. So pretty been a pretty cool day for all those three guys, and I know they're looking forward to getting up there and competing. Well, show a little love to what you do. Of course, Eugene does multiple things. Uh, that's the one cool thing about most of the guys and girls on this team. You know, we're very much uh, kind of play multiple roles. Uh, one thing that he does, of course, is he does help out over at Oceanside. It's more of, a, I would say, a consultant role there. And then, of course, he has a full-time role here, and he's got another nine-to-five job. We'll talk about that maybe in another day. But uh, the other thing that he does is chasing that dreaming, living that dream, he, as he has his own kicking, uh, basically, school that he gets in and, and brings uh, guys and girls, and he takes them out to the fields, no matter the school, no matter you know, what's going on, they make it happen. Uh, Eugene, talk a little bit about that, man. Let's give some love to, to, to some of the great things that you're doing outside of the things that we hear about every day here on the show. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that. Uh, it's called Low Country Kicking Academy. Um, so I was coaching uh, on the varsity level and JV level, level for special teams and, and really specialized in training kickers over at Oceanside. And, and going into this year, I just really wanted to be able to help kids out at other schools. And, and I had that conversation with Coach Cole when he got that job. And what I also did for Oceanside was I was uh, 
in charge and I ran all of football operations. And that was pretty much everything uh, that Coach Greer touched. I, I had a hand in except for calling offensive plays. And, um, you know, it, it was an exciting opportunity to learn the ins and outs about football and how to run a program in, in that aspect. Um, so that was pretty cool. And, you know, when Coach Call came in, it, it's a new job, it's a new place, a new team, a new school, a new everything. And so, you know, I told him, we sat down and had that conversation. I said, you know, I, I really just love training the kids, and I want to be able to train, you know, year-round, and I want to go to these national competitions and things like that. And just, you know, to be on staff, there's so many rules at the high school that you just can't do that. And so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just I'm going to help him basically as a consultant just to let him kind of weed his way through and, and, and coordinate with the various groups of the booster clubs to make sure, you know, his program is run top-notch and, and that, uh, you know, all the kind of as a liaison, you know, to the people that make things happen behind the scene just to kind of, you know, say, hey, this this is what we need to do and this is how coach wants it. But um, so, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I have trained not only uh, uh, male kickers, but I've trained females as well. Um, as a matter of fact, last year uh, with no timeout, uh, I mean, with no time on the clock, I, I did train a young lady who competed on the JV team at Calden County, which is kind of a, a funny story being that, uh, it's my alma mater in a sense. Uh, back then it was Walterboro, and uh, she nailed a 33-yard field goal into the back of the net, and it was all over TV and the news, and, and it was pretty exciting for Shay. She was actually a student trainer. She's an elite, a national elite soccer player, but she just had an interest in it, and she just kept coming out to practice as a trainer, and before practice she'd get a little early and bring her soccer cleats, and, you know, so I worked with her. Even the, even some of the boys on the team worked with her um, a good bit. And, and so we trained Shay up and got her on the approved list for the high school league and got her into a game. And sure enough, she had one opportunity to make a kick, and she busted it and right down the middle and ripped the top of the net. So that was pretty exciting. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think we've talked about some of the guys. Uh, Spencer, the rising junior, he is uh, ranked number 20th in the nation. He's a kickoff and field goal guy. He hit 55-yard field goal down at IMG Academy. He hit a 69-yard kickoff. Uh, Coleman, who's a rising freshman, he hit a 50-yard field goal and a 64-yard kickoff down at IMG. Uh, big uh, Ben, who is now going, he's actually transferring and going over to Lucy Beckham. Uh, he's going to be a nationally ranked punter that I work with. I'm also working with Lucy Beckham's uh, kicker coming in. He's, he's a guy who's never played before, but he done that. he's doing that. Uh Last year, when I was coaching Chris Haynes full-time um, on staff there, he turned out to be the uh, second-highest scoring kicker in South Carolina. He scored 96 points. He also tied for second in South Carolina history with 68 straight makes. That was pretty big uh, for him. And, um, you know, I got some other kids within the past couple of weeks. Uh, I know we were on the other night with Ashley Ridge's coach. And then a couple of days, I think it was um, Friday, I got a message from uh, Stratford. They wanted to send a couple of their guys over for me to work with. Um, also talking to the coach over at uh, Academic Magnet. And, you know, it, it, that's what I want to do. I, I really love working with kids. And every team needs one. Every team's either got a kickoff to start the game, you know, hopefully maybe go for an extra point or a field goal. Or, you know, unfortunately, if their offense gets stalled, they have to punt. And I really teach all that, all those facets of the game. And, I mean, not to brag on myself or toot my own horn, but I guess it's, I must be doing something right to have three kids that have trained under me now in the national invite series. And for those that follow college, uh, high school recruiting, the rival series, that's kind of like, that's the equivalent of getting invited to the uh, the five-star 
com- elite combine or, or one of the big bowl games because every kick that these kids make during this two-day camp up in uh, Tennessee now uh, will be sent out to every college, D1, 2, and 3, and NIA in America. So that's pretty big on the recruiting front for these guys as well. All they have to do is go up there, do a good job, put in the work, and uh, you know their film will be sent to every big school. Uh, this week we're going on the road leaving Thursday uh, to Ohio State and kicking up there. Coming back, we're in Charleston on Tuesday. On Thursday, we'll be in Orlando. Um, after that, there's a thing in Charlotte. And then, uh, of course, in July, we'll be uh, up there in Tennessee at the National Invite. So I'm really excited about these guys have been putting in the work. Uh, they do it three days a week, sometimes a little more. If it's just dropping the ball in the house, practicing their punt drops, you know, it's such an important value, uh, important part of the game is just, you know, you got to catch the ball first. And then you got to drop it right on your foot or else things are going to go awry and coaches get mad. And sometimes it can just change the momentum of a game. But um, uh, like I said, I, I just love it. And, and it's all good competition. We have guys out there and, and I'm really looking forward to it. And if there's any other high schools listening, any coaches that want to send me some guys, you know, I work with the kids. Not not every kid can afford to do it. Not every kid can or, or program has the money. And uh, while I do charge, because um, I, I certainly don't want to run afoul of being accused or, or, or someone thinking I'm trying to recruit a kid to a certain school or anything. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely willing to work with kids or, or coaches or programs to kind of, you know, get the training in if it's something that they can't, you know, afford the normal rates. I, I do 45 an hour. And like I said, that, that includes all, all the facets of kicking every, and includes even the stretching part, you know, and, and the mental side. I had, I do some pretty funny things with the kickers to kind of get them mentally ready and, you know, just on a whim, I'll, I'll make them line up and go toe-to-toe. I've uh, been fortunate to have Elliot Fry, who's now with the Tampa Bay, uh, out with us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. He's been getting good advice. Today, I ran into Parker White, uh, former Wando guy. He's up at South Carolina. Uh, he and I have been talking, but he's now full-time back at Columbia. The, he said those guys are moving in. I don't know if you know this, Richie, but uh, apparently Carolina's moving into the dorms uh, today and tomorrow. He actually has a house yep. off campus with some buddies now that he's a scholarship guy and a senior, but uh, they're moving in the dorms, and, and Alex Herrera was with him. He's a, a freshman kicker, but, you know, when Parker's here, he works with the guys too, and, you know, so it's, it's just very cool to have that those resources of those guys that, you know, kids that I train, and like I said, it doesn't matter what high school they go to, they can see a guy that's kicking here in the NFL in college and kind of get some advice from them as well. You know, they may think old coach doesn't know it, but, you know, seeing a guy who's in the NFL and I'm holding for him and he's hitting 64 yarders, it kind of leaves an impression on the youth. And so I'm very blessed to have those guys and their positive influence as well, showing up at the academy and and working out and that kind of stuff. Well, there you go. You pull the string back and you let them go and Coach Benton unloads it. I mean, for a special teams guy, man, that's, Pretty impressive, number one. And for those guys that only take about 30 seconds of fame, uh, Coach Benton's going to get a little bit longer here on the show because he does a lot of great things, uh, not only here in Charleston, as you hear. He goes around the country. He goes definitely locally uh, as well. And if you have a kicker, you would like him or her to get a little extra training. You would like to get it. Uh, Southern Sports Central, of course, the Kicking Academy partner together. We'd like to work together to get you guys as much help as we can. I actually, on Saturdays, uh, do a little bit as well. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We got a break. We're a little behind time. Trying to stay on point because it's six thirty. We got to be coming back from a break uh, with the principal, or we'll be going to his office instead of him coming to ours. Of course, that's going to be over there at Berkeley High School with the one and only Mr. Stephen Steele. If he'll check in with us, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about what are you doing now, and if you have a chance to work out with your team, you best be doing it. We'll talk about that and much more right here on Southern Sports Central. We'll be right back, guys. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich. I'm alongside the coach, Eugene Benton, here for the final show in May. The final show in May, of course, it is the 31st day of May and the final Sunday, of course, uh, in the great month of May. It's been a weird one. We've slowly kind of worked our way back from uh, what we know as COVID-19. It has been uh, some bumps and bruises along the way, of course, uh, you know, just trying to get back into the new theme uh, of schemes. I don't like to use the new normal. I'm going to try to get away from that. As well. However, we do have uh, some news coming out that the entire Tri County area, who is that here in the state of South Carolina? We're talking about Berkeley County, Charleston County, and Dorchester County. As of right now, you are under a mandatory shutdown, if you will. Uh, in other words, that's a curfew. From 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., you are to stay home, and that is for your safety and so that we can kind of get uh, at least, um, we can just make sure everybody's where they need to be at. All right. Again, don't want to get much into what's going um, on on the radio. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's just one of those things that I try to, just like COVID-19, I try to do what I can do to let you guys disengage from everything else that's kind of going on. You know, uh, we are, um, you know, we are 100% um, here to entertain you guys, educate you guys, and continue to stay on point here with the sports theme. So that being said, you know, like I mentioned going uh, out of break there, I said that, I also, you know, have the opportunity to work with athletes, uh, of course, with um, the Somerville connection that I have, uh, and we've actually opened it up. And uh, you'll see some stuff on our Twitter page, uh, of course, at SO Sports Central and at Richie Altman, where that's my personal Twitter page, where you're going to see me invite anybody who wants to come out and wants to get some exercising in. So Oceanside, if you're listening, talking to you. Wanda, if you're listening, we're talking to you. James Island. I'm just going to name Stahl High School, Hanahan, Goose Creek, Berkeley, Stratford, Cane Bay. Have I missed anybody? Four Dorchester's already out there. We've already got a couple kids over there from Asher Ridge and, of course, Somerville 
we'd love to have you come out. You get there about 11 o'clock in the morning at 11. Get there at 11. Get there about 1030, to be honest with you. And then we're going to stretch you out. We'll run you for about an hour and a half. And then we'll do some 707. Yeah, we'll do some 707. We're going to keep it real. We're going to make sure that we've got some stuff out there to keep things wiped down and all that stuff. We're going to be as safe as we can be. But it's time to kind of slowly work our way back into this thing. And uh, I, I've got myself and a few other um, not affiliated high school guys that, that know how to coach, that know how to work out, who know how to train. I've got a guy that's like a miniature version of Bill Goldberg that will come out here with me uh, on Saturdays. He actually ran it on this past Saturday because I had another obligation that I had to get to on Saturday. So I wasn't able to get there. But because of the factor, because of the factor that we have sent this thing out and the opportunity was, uh, was there, I'm always guaranteed to have about nine of the same guys. That's, that's a given. That happens every time. Now, that being said, you know, uh, one thing that I do know is that we continue to get some new guys that come out. On another front, Monday through Saturday, there is a parent who is quite the trainer with the kids over at Fort Dorchester, and that's Mr. Otis. And he comes in and does an incredible job with uh, the Fort Dorchester kids and getting them ready to rock and roll, having them up and running. So it's been a lot of fun to have him out there as I visit them on Mondays and Wednesdays because we're live on the air Tuesdays and Thursdays. Sometimes I swing by on a Friday. But I watch what he does with his son and some of the other players. Um, you, know, you know, you got Jalen Betts who's out there doing his thing. This young athlete's a uh, slot receiver. The kid's got some hands like you couldn't believe. Footwork is right on point. Uh, you start to kind of see some of the things over there. But I missed it this past Saturday when these two teams uh, kind of worked together to get better together. And I thought that was kind of neat to see this athletes kind of get after it. Again, the key to this thing is two fronts. Number one, we're not on a, uh, a high school field. That's the most important thing. Two, nor me nor anyone else out there is paid by the district or any district for that matter. All right? So we are nothing more than some free health out there. And we are here as an opportunity to get you off the couch, away from the video game, and interacting a little bit more. Because it's coming, guys. It may be here in two weeks. And there are some rumors that it could be the 15th or somewhere in the middle of the month. And I don't care the, the rumor mill. But I do know this. I know that if I was a head coach, I would be highly disappointed on two fronts. Number one, if your grades weren't shining higher than ever because you've had an opportunity to really sit home and use every opportunity to look for that answer than you ever have before. And then on the athletic side, that you're not in great shape because you, you, what else are you doing? You know, and everybody's saying that, well, we've got a lot of this homework. It's not homework, guys. That's called schoolwork. That's the same stuff you should have been doing when you were in school. So the, I get the parents who are like, man, there's a lot of homework coming back. Well, mom and dad, it's not homework. It's schoolwork. That's the stuff that they would be doing if they were in school. On top of, yeah, they got some homework to do. All right, we can't allow the situation to take us backwards in education, right? Because education is the number one thing that we get out of this stuff. Nick Saban says it. We say it all the time here on the air. Why you're here, you just happen to play a sport, but you're here to get an education. And I can promise you when we get in here at about 630 in about a couple of minutes, I'm going to get in here with Mr. Steven Steele, the principal over there at Berkeley High School. He's going to say the same thing. He is going to say the same thing. It's all about getting that education and furthering that education, whether it be to go to college, maybe it's to join the core, maybe, you know, something in that field. Maybe you're going into the job to where you're going to go into a trade. But whatever it is, your job is to train right now to get to where you're going. Right. And there's a lot to be said. I ran into a couple of athletes today as I took my son. We went over to Grachos 
Nelly here in Somerville had a great lunch, uh, met down with the owner, just kind of went over some stuff with him and some future opportunities hopefully coming up. But I was there. I went through town, and I stopped in, 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 in Town Square. I always like to do that, uh, especially on a Sunday afternoon. And there was, uh, you know, different, you know, former athletes from Goose Creek, a former young lady that played basketball at Goose Creek, went on to University of North Carolina. All right. Then, uh, then you got Mr. Davis, the wide receiver from Woodland, who's heading to where? Well, going to Virginia. Talk to him. He was there getting some high school senior pitchers done. So, you know, that's the cool part about what Eugene and I get a chance to do, and that is we get to not just love on the kids where we're, we're kind of at, but we get to love on all the kids where they all are at. And, and that's been a lot of fun because, like I said, I've got a couple kids that come out and work out with me on Saturday that are actually going to be heading to Monk's Corner up there to play at Berkeley High School. They're going to be transferring that way. One kid's a sophomore. He's built like a wide receiver, pretty tall, got great feet, juke and jive. Uh, one of the Somerville guys, matter of fact, left him in his shoes, or left him out of his shoes. Either way, uh, was able to kind of trick him and get around him. Then his little brother, not very little, by the way. I mean, both these kids are about six three, six four, and uh, he says he's a wide receiver and a DB. So there's an opportunity, but he works out with us. And then there's a, another young man that's going to be going to Ashley Ridge, a quarterback. He comes out and works out with us. So you know, it's one thing to work together right now, and I think that shows character, because at the end of the day, everybody on that field, their goal is the same. That is to get better, to get faster, to get in shape, to play for that state championship at the end of the year. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't work together to get there. You athletes, you may or may not know this, but when you go and you sign on the line with a with an agent, a lot of times you'll work out. A lot of the guys that will be working with you will be a lot of those guys that have the same agent, and they may be on your rival team. If you're a cowboy, they may be a redskin. You're, you know, if you're a Dodger, hey, they may be a Giant or they may be a Rocky or whoever it is that that month. If you're a Brave, it could be a Dodger. I mean, you know, or, or a National. But either way, you know, you got to get out of that segment. I can't work out with you because you're playing on that team. How much more fun would it be at the end of the year or throughout that year, the same guys that you worked out to get better, you had a chance to burn them or been, a chance to have a better highlight reel than he did and say, hey, man, remember that day I burned you at, 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 uh, at that workout with, with, with Rich and them? I did it again right here. Watch this. To me, that's a lot of fun, and that adds a lot of character and definitely has uh, all the makings of, uh, of a good time. All right. Going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're heading over, of course. Uh, we're dropping the bus, opening the door. Going to bring in here the principal, Stephen Steele. Mr. Steele will join us. He is the principal over there at Berkeley High School in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get this thing up and running as you're listening to Southern Sports Central Live. Right here on Blog Talk Radio, you can follow us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central and on Twitter at SO Sports Central. Guys, don't go anywhere. Coming up right next with the principal, Mr. Steven Steele. My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tent. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the tent farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yelman alongside the coach, Eugene Benton. That's right. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm, and the heat is on. It has been a warm summer weekend here in the low country. Of course, the temperatures are getting higher. The sun is getting brighter. And why not call the guys over at the Tent Farm at 843-297-4131. Again, the Tent Farm located at 7634 South Railroad in North Charleston, South Carolina. You can find them on the web at Tent Farm. Dot com. Now let's head over to the Tent Farm Hotlines and check in with the one and only, the principal, Mr. Stephen Steele. What's going on, Mr. Steele? How's it going? Well, I'm. you gave a great introduction for my athletic director, great introduction for my baseball coach, great introduction <laughs> for my kids, but I guess I'm just a principal. Okay, well, yeah, okay, hey, Principal Steele's got you. Okay, whatever. I'm on a sports talk show as a principal. That's about as exciting as nothing. <laughs> Hey, listen, it starts with you. You're the boss. I can tell you at every school I've gone to, and I've been fortunate enough to talk to Ashley Ridge and Fort Dorchester. Of course, I, you and I know Mr. Kenny over there at Somerville. Uh, I, I'm no fool here. I realize where the buck stops. I know the athletic director is important, but, but his boss would be, or in your case, her boss would be you. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of I's and N's that they get crossed. And, uh, you're a very active principal, though. I don't see that at all the schools, uh, Mr. Steele. I, I, uh, I've seen you on social media doing some really awesome things with that scoreboard and the football field. And, uh, and that, to me, that, that shows that you are a lot more than just uh, an average uh, Mr. Belding, if you know what I mean. Well, the key to it is, is anytime your students are involved in anything, whether it's beta club, host of this, that, or the other, athletics, marching band, fine arts, I mean, we got so many great things going on in all these schools, is that if kids are actively involved, they do better. And that's just the way life is, is that once they have ownership of it, you know, they're part of something, they represent you, you treat them like they represent your school, they do better in everything. So it makes my job much easier. So it's actually a cop-out on my part. And it makes me a lazy <laughs> principal, actually. Because if I, I show up on these events, for- they- go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, the, the, the saying is perception is reality. So the perception is that you work really hard. So uh, social media has definitely got me fooled if nobody else. Well, you know, you've got a good social media person that makes makes everything better. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. As, uh, of course, uh, we're going to get into, uh, you know, your days. It's the early days, and that's talking Somerville and to all the way to where you are now. Kind of introduce yourself a little bit, and we do this with our coaches, and we've been fortunate to do it with principals, Mr. Steele, but, but tell us, who is Stephen Steele? Where did you start, and what got you to where you are today when it comes down to it from your athletic days to all the way now to your principal days over there, of course, at Berkeley High School? Well, I was very fortunate. Um, I, I grew up in Somerville, uh, played for Coach McKissick, was very fortunate to be around a lot of great people like uh, Coach McKissick, Coach Edwards, um, Coach William Penn, a lot of people who mentored me through the years. I got to play with a lot of great people like Kevin Long, Holland Postel, uh, Jody Myers, Derek Myers, um, Billy Penn. Uh, from, I was very fortunate to get a couple of awards when I was at Somerville. All, con- all, all County, All Low Country, All State, North South All Star. Uh, got to start of that game, then went on to play at Charleston Southern, and then blew my senior at Charleston Southern. Uh, right before the game, right before I was getting ready to play, uh, some guy at SC State 9, Porsche. I don't know if we ever came to him, um, but he beat the living daylights out of me, and I knew, kind of knew my college career was over with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Robert Porsche was the real deal with one with um, two arms. With one arm, it wasn't as good as you'd think it would be. Uh, from there, I was very fortunate enough, while I was still in college, I got a job coaching at Fort Dorchester High School with John Bagwell. Uh, 
and was there for uh, five years with Coach Bagwell and helped start the program over there. So my heart's always kind of with Fort Dorchester in a lot of different ways. Uh, from there, I got uh, got very fortunate to go work with a coach by the name of Alan Sidley at uh, Daniel High School. And at Daniel High School, he's won six state championships. And from there, um, Coach Jerry Brown taught me into coming back down here. And he's won, um, I think, four or five state championships and got the opportunity to come down here and do that at both places, coaching at Fort Dorchester, uh, Daniel, and Berkeley coaching varsity offensive line. And then um, from there, um, I was coaching at Berkeley High School, and Dr. Ben Hodges walked up to me one day and says, you're going into administration. And I said, I'm, I'm a coach. He goes, no, you're an administrator. And I said, okay, well, I'm not an administrator. I don't have a master's. He said, congratulations, you're signed up for a program. So did that for a few years, um, Berkeley High School, administrative assistant. From there, went to the upstate to uh, Wahala High School, Hogwalla, as they like to pronounce it. And I was up there running the freshman academy. I got a call from Dickie Dingle at Serval High School to ask me to come back, be an assistant principal at Serval High School. Who doesn't want to come home? Um, got to come home. Uh, for six years, assistant principal at Serval High School, got to work with Coach McKissick. You know, big difference between being an opposing coach and a player. Get to work with him for six years. And then Berkeley High School called me back and said, uh, would you be interested in becoming principal coming back to Mont's Corner? And so couldn't say no to Mont's Corner, so came back over here. <laughs> so I've had kind of a, an, an odyssey. So I've, I've worked for three state championships, excuse me, three coaches that have a grand total of 20 state championships. And I've worked for some great people, been around a lot of great people, and just been very fortunate in everything in my life. No doubt about it. We're live right now with a legendary. All of a sudden he went from one end to the other end, but – Three coaches later, 20 championships, and about, I don't know how many friendly uh, riding miles, because you didn't fly anywhere, but you rode a lot over the state there. Of course, uh, principal from uh, Berkeley High School in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, joins us, uh, Mr. Stephen Steele. Uh, you talked about two legendary coaches back in the day. You were here in Somerville, where the studio is, when you played your days in, in high school football, and you remember that, that massive Friday night when it was Somerville, it was Monk's Corner, and I've had the luxury of being a part of this since around 2011 and 12, and uh, did TV for a while, and lately I've done some radio in the last four or five years, but man, it, it, it's Friday night life at its best, when these two teams lock up, and of course, you've been familiar with the legendary coach at Somerville, who you played for, and I'm sure, uh, you know, it broke your heart in November, just like the rest of us, when we got that call that, that he, had, he had left to go coach upstairs, and they needed him more than we did. And, of course, there's another coach that you're familiar with at Berkeley who, by the way, is, has his own numbers and has done some other great things. What's it like to, to have two great coaches like those two individuals? Talk about that and how it's kind of helped you in your career and, and how sports has kind of helped you get the job and, and, and the availability of things that you've been able to kind of conquer since your days over at Berkeley as a principal. Well, i got to say three. And because if I don't say the third one, he'll come to my house and beat me down and tell me he's got more state championships than Jerry Brown. But that's Alan Siddeley at the uh, Daniel, and he's got six. So um, the constant is, is all three coaches were driven. They were goal-driven. Um, it's not – you're very fortunate when you're a young person in your 20s to be around very successful people. I just, quite frankly, was one of the luckiest son of a guns that walked the face of the earth to work with those three. They're very goal-driven. They're very team-driven. They knew how to adjust on the fly. They knew how to do things the right way, and they did things the right way. And because if you do things the right way, you keep things consistent, it makes your job easier. It's like I tell people all the time, if you're consistent, you when you go to sleep at night, you got to never remember what you did during the day. 
So that was the one thing that I got from them. And then, then the next part that I got from them was was the small things. Every Jerry Brown, Alan Sedley, John McKissick were huge believers in small things. You know, arriving on time is not a small thing. But the way you put your uniform on, the way you do your business, how do you take care of your body, how do you prepare for games, how do you watch film, how do you do all the things that nobody else sees. And that's what makes a great champion. It's not, you know, it's not like you go to work as a coach and or a principal, quite frankly, and you go there at 9, 8, school starts at 9, it ends at 4 or 5, so I get to work at 8.45, and then I leave work at 4.30. It's just like in coaching. I'm at school about 7.30. I leave about 5.30, 6 o'clock every night because that's what it takes to get it done because you can't do paperwork while you're on the field. You can't do paperwork while you're walking the halls, talking with teachers, talking with kids, and everything else. So you have to be in the moment, but you also have to have those other moments to be able to handle the administrative part of what you do for a living. And that's kind of the trick that all three taught me. Live right now, the principal over there at Berkeley High School in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, small town USA, if you will. They've got uh, some of the best barbecue I've had in quite some time uh, in his backyard. Of course, I think they actually catered to some of the football games, along with a few other things that they have, of course, uh, there in the small town. USA, I, I love Monk's Corner. I'm being honest with you, man. Uh, you know, I was a little, little upset when they built that big mega Walmart across from that food line over there on the Tail Race uh, Canal, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, just uh, because it just kind of it took away from that small town charm that you guys had, still the motels and, and some of the other things that, that kind of makes Monk's Corner what it is. How, how I, I guess I want to ask the question: How much do you appreciate it still being that small town? Because it seems like the small towns still take care of the kids in the community and definitely play a huge part in the high school was shutting down the lights like you remember here in Somerville at 6 o'clock to make sure that you're in the stadium by 7.30. Well, you know, I, I start – it's funny you say that. I started my my first meeting this year called Leaving Mayberry. And we're coming <laughs> – and my first my first slide was about Mayberry. Then I had some other slides in between, and my last slide was Welcome to Mount Pilot. You know, Monk's Corner is growing rapidly, and it's actually kind of funny that you kind of make those comparisons because I do it all the time. I grew up in Somerville. was just like you're, you're speaking about McDonald's on Main Street there would close down. Um, we had McDonald's, Hardee's, and a couple other restaurants. There was no inter, there was nothing near the interstate and everything else. So on Friday nights when the Stags and the Greenways or, Stag, or Somerville and Sumter were to play, everything shut down. I mean, there was no reason to have McDonald's open. There was no reason to have these stores open because you're just wasting money. So the big thing for me is, is we've been able to maintain our small town feel while still it becoming a bigger and bigger city each year. When I came back to Berkeley High School, we were right at, I want to say, about a mid, almost a 1,200, but not quite 1,200, and next year we'll be well over 1,800. So the bigger you get, the more opportunities you have for kids, but then you lose you lose the touch. You know, my first few years – I basically knew I went from Sarva High School, let's give a great example of having 3,600 kids and barely knowing anybody, to coming back to Berkeley High School and having about 1,200 kids and basically knowing everybody. You know, to now I'm starting to get that large high school feel again. And, you know, there's a lot of good things about a large high school, but there's also a lot of great things about a small school, too. But if you keep doing things the right way, you just keep growing, just like anything. Yeah, I agree with you. As we're live right now, the principal over there at Berkeley High School, Monk's Corner, South Carolina, with the buses pulled up for a virtual tour, Campus 2020. Uh, Mr. Steven Steele, uh, the principal, allowing us to uh, come to our office. Unfortunately, uh, not able to go in his office. I'm okay with that. I, I know Eugene and myself have probably spent a little more time in those offices. I haven't asked this question to the other principals, but I, I got to put you on the spot. 
Mr. Steele, how many, how much did you spend in the office? And how ironic is it that now that's that's your backyard? Literally, that's your office every day. Well, um, I got licks from Pinky Gerard. So does that tell you anything? <laughs> yeah, that does. <laughs> I, I knew all the assistant principals because, well, you know, I just did. Now, I, I am – that's part of the reason why I'm in administration now, quite frankly, was is that I had dyslexia before they knew what dyslexia was. So, you know, the old adage of it's better to be the class clown than the class idiot, and so I was the class clown. And so had to go a little bit longer the hard way through college and everything else because not for any fault of any school district or anything else. It's just – you know, I had a hard time learning them words, and so part of the reason why I do what I do now is, is to try to help those kids because I understand the struggle of not of things not coming together like they should, and trying to make sure they have a voice at all times. Also, because sometimes you know teachers forget, parents forget, kids are emotional about feeling different from everybody else. Like everybody else is catching on to this idea, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, let me ask you this, though, when you come down to it and you kind of put things in perspective, uh, those kids that probably spend more time in your office, a lot of people assume, and again, assumptions are, are, are like a lot of things in life. We'll get into that later. But those kids, you actually get to know a little bit better than some of the other ones. Some of them have maybe a dis- dysfunctional home. Maybe they're not eating regularly. There's there's usually a cause to, to the effect that you're getting, right, Mr. Steele, when you look at it. Kind of talk about that relationship that you have, because you and I both know. Uh, I still go back to my hometown, and while my principal is, is I thank God he's still alive, and I still have a chance to run by him at the Walmart up in, some, in Surfside Beach. You know, he still makes sure that he sees me. He, he comes up to me, talks to me there, because he seems to live in there half the time. I don't know why he's always in there when I'm in there, but nevertheless – would you see these kids around town, and, and what type of relationship oh. do you have with your students when you see them? <laughs> I live in Munts Corner. I mean, so I, you know, some people, some principals don't like living in the towns that they work in, and because they feel that they never have alone time. If that kind of makes sense, what I'm saying, like you know, I can never disengage. Right. But kind of like what you talked about earlier is, is that you know the Mayberry feel, and that's what I wanted for my own kids. So my daughter is a, graduated as a Berkeley Stag last year. And my son is a senior this upcoming year. And so, you know, I want them to have the full experience of what you talk about with a small town. So as far as engagement, I have kids at my house, <laughs> you know, because they're, friend, they're <laughs> friends with the high school kids. And so I've had my freezer raided more than one time where I went out to grocery store. It was actually kind of funny here in Piggly Wiggly. The manager looked at me one day and says, why are you in here almost every day? I said, because kids keep showing up every day. <laughs> and he goes, what are you feeding everybody at school? I said, no, at my house. And so it's really a funny situation because my daughter Caroline would bring over friends, and then my grill had to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> to be able to feed, to feed oh, yeah. everybody. And so it's amazing what four or five teenagers can do to your entire house in one hour. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they, that they, 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 I got four kids. I agree. Yeah, I mean – they all of a sudden come in. They've been out doing something. My daughter was heavily active in junior ROTC and everything, and then all of a sudden they've been out doing something all day. They come in. They want to eat. They want to have sodas. They want to have sweet tea. They want to have this. They want to have that. You know, it's a great lifestyle. But to answer your question, going back to original question, yeah, I mean, I see everybody. And, you know, since I was here from 1999 to 2006 originally, all those guys mm-hmm. have grown up now. And so police officers, firefighters, this, that, and the other, and I see those guys everywhere I go, and ladies. Right. So, so it's kind of even the thinking, dynamics of how some of uh, how Monk's Corner works, though, too. And I remember you talk about it, Piggly Wiggly. Mr. Fitzpatrick was manager there for a long time. His mom was there, of course. 
uh, would be mm-hmm. at the register. His wife would be there in the office, right? I mean, then you go up to yep. Monk's Corner forever. It was Alan Groove. My God, Alan finally, for whatever reason, they promoted this guy, which I said I liked Alan. Alan said plays baseball at Somerville. But, you know, he was like the, the food lion Nazi, man. You go in there, man, and he'd ask you 30 questions. And uh, back then he could do that because Walmart wasn't across the street yet. They were still down the road a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when, when you kind of look at it, though, you know, I saw your picture, by the way, of your kids that you got a chance to spend with them. And, and I tell you, as a father myself, when, when you can get two of them, or I've got four of them, if I can get them on the same area at the same time, I'm definitely snapping pictures. And I know that's got to mean a lot to you, definitely as they get older. Oh, it does. And like I said, the other thing is, too, is they've been in the family business for a long time. Being administrators' kids, you know, they're in the spotlight. You know, and so their life's a little bit harder than other kids because, oh, you know, be careful with this kid or that kid because they're the principal's kid or whatever. So to be able to get out of town and go do something which is just us and nobody knows us, it means a lot to everybody. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. I wonder what it's uh, like. You, you, you know, we do comparisons all the time. Is it? I would like to see a, a, some type of a, a, maybe a poll question or something out there, the, the preacher's kid versus the administrator kid. <laughs> you know, let them battle out like in a double day or something because, you know, both of them have the same stigma, right? I mean, you can't, oh, my God, that's the yeah. preacher's daughter. That's the preacher's son. Got to watch him. And that's, that's that's Mr. Steele or Coach Steele, as I would call you. Coach Steele's kid. No, I'm not doing that. But, you know, uh, talk about some of the oh, other no, no, kids. No, no, no. We started to kind of – go ahead. Oh, you don't, you don't know that story, do you? Uh-uh. I'm not no, Principal Steele. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. All right, so that's a funny story. So left Berkeley High School in 2006, came back 2012, 2013. It's all kind of – after eight, eight, nine years, it all starts to run back together. So I get announced as – Mr. Stephen Steele has been announced as principal of Berkeley High School. Now, remember now, I've been at Somerville High School. I've been at Wahala High School. I have been Mr. Steele. Nobody knew me as a coach. You know, I worked with athletics with Coach McKessick a lot, but nobody knew me as coach, if that makes sense what I'm saying. So sure. being called coach was kind of like, you know, I love being called coach because I know that's a heartfelt thing. When you call somebody coach, you really love them because that, you know, coach is a term of endearment, not just of a title. Because a coach right. shapes you more than probably – the coach is probably the person who shapes you just as much as your family does outside the family unit since it spends as much time with you. So it's a very special title, but I had not had it for seven or eight years. So I get announced. I walk into the building. There's a teacher there who was a um, teacher when I was there before, very, very nice lady. She's now retired. He walked down the hallway, and she goes, hey, Coach Steele, glad to see you back. And I stopped her, and I go, this is such and such. You know, I appreciate you very much and all. It's good seeing you, and I'm glad you're here and all. It goes, but, you know, I want to make sure I give off the right appearance to everybody and make sure I do things the right way, and I don't want people thinking I this, that, or the other by you calling me coach. And she just as nice as she could, she goes, well, I can call you coach or I can call you mister. She goes, it doesn't matter to me, but when they announced Mr. Steele, nobody knew who it was. But when they said Coach Steele, everybody was excited. I said, that's right, I'm Coach Steele. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been Coach Steele at Berkeley High School for eight years. Well, I tell you what, I'm that's what everybody talk- in Somerville knows you as well, too, by the way. That's, that's yeah. you know, when we talk about you, I have to make sure I don't say Principal Steele because they kind of look at me. I think Coach Steele, oh, yeah, you're talking about Steven. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, Coach Steele. Yeah, make sure it's the right coach deal also, because there's a there's a fake coach deal running around at Fort Dorchester High School. Kit doesn't a know how to spell <laughs> it right, and b I taught him how to coach. And he's walking around talking about this, that, and the other. And I taught him how to coach. So he, he's, a, he's number two. He's the fake coach deal. <laughs> yeah, he's, 
he's the uh, – there's a word for that that they do on social media all the time. But uh, let, let me ask you, this probably made it easier for you, Coach, when you start to kind of put things in perspective when it came to the awful news that we all heard about. We, we got the news uh, in mid-March, it feels so long ago, that, that they were going to cancel a couple weeks. And, and I think you, me, and everybody that at least is inside – the, the conversation knew that they probably weren't going to go back once they got them out. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Now, tell us that transition and, and how hard has it been because as a coach, as a player, as a father, right, and now as a principal, you wear multiple hats like Mayberry, and uh, you had to put them all on at one point in time in the last two months. Well, I would just like to, you know, I always – but one thing people tell you about me is I'm always honest, it sucked. It sucked, and every hat you talked about it sucked. There was no great outcomes. We were very fortunate. Um, we got with Miss Butcher and got with the coaches and myself, and I knew something was coming. You just watched how the world was turning at that time, and I kept getting more and more nervous about it. And so what ended up happening was we told all the coaches to play all your seniors. Like we knew we had one more game we were going to get in um, right there, the, right at the beginning of March. About that, I want to is right. Remember the Friday right before St. Patrick's Day, we were still going. But nobody knew what we were doing, and we got all the coaches to play all the seniors just to make sure the seniors got one last start, if that makes sense what I'm saying, oh, wow. to make sure they got the ability to do that. Track wasn't able to do it um, just because, you know, track season hadn't really started full swing yet or anything else. But everybody else was able to try to get some seniors in so that way they could remember what it was like coming across the field for the last time as a senior, which was very important. You're a former athlete. I'm a former athlete. And, you sure. know, that senior – that senior night is something special. I mean, we can all act like it's not, but, you know, you're saying goodbye to friends. I mean, it's one thing I tell the kids all the time, and, you know, we've, I've been fortunate to have some kids go up to the NFL and go up to SEC, ACC, this, that, and the other. And I've always told them, I said, always remember this is the last, you know, getting to playoffs especially, this is potentially the last time for you to play. And this is the last time to get to play together. Because no matter what happens in five or ten years, you won't be the same. They won't be the same. But these moments you'll have for a lifetime. And that's one thing that I've always stressed as a as a coach and as an administrator is to enjoy the moment. Because when you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and I'm not to the 50s yet, you know, <laughs> I still have those memories of playing with Kevin Long, Kevin Folden, uh, Chris Collins, um, Keith Elmore, Jason Jolly, Daisy Sapp, Malcolm Mackey, Jody, Jody Myers, Billy Penn. I mean, I can go down the whole list, if that makes sense what I'm saying. Sure. These are guys I, I – most of the people I just named I probably haven't seen since the early 90s. But the memories of them or the things we did together were so special. I just want to make sure our seniors got to at least say goodbye to each other. If, if And I'm not saying we weren't able to in every situation, but we tried because those are the memories that you carry no matter what. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're live right now with the coach slash principal over there at Berkeley High School in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. The one and only Mr. Stephen Steele is, uh, again, he's, uh, his legacy is, is quite long, and his resume is very impressive from where he started to where he is here today on the 31st day, the final Sunday of the month of May here on 2020. And, man, we've seen a lot of things change, and we're, again, not going to get into today's situation, but we do know we're aware of it. We're going to keep everybody in prayer up in Monk's Corner. And uh, just, uh, again, all the families who have been affected by such a tragic situation from last week, man, it's been a tough one. Now, uh, Mr. Steele, you guys, just the other night, I believe it's been a couple of weeks now, y'all left the lights on, if I'm not mistaken, at the football stadium. Tell us a little bit about that yeah. and, and, and just some of the creativity that you guys were able to really – I think you guys have done a great job all the way to your video a couple, or your picture a couple of weeks ago with the uh, the billboard or last week, I think, 
with your uh, football billboard with 2020? Well, basically what we did was, is, is, you know, the seniors when they walked out the door, and again, I keep talking about the seniors because, you know, the underclassmen, it's, it's, it's devastating to them. I mean, we really think that we had a chance to do some state championship runs and some different sports and some individual sports were tracking all, and it's devastating. And to walk out of there and not – and kind of what we talked about earlier, and not say goodbye and not have the ability to walk off that field with your friends for the last time, whether it's heartbreaking where, you know, in, um, my last high school football game, we lost to a great Sumter team with Wally Richardson. We beat him in every category except the scoreboard and walking off the field with my friends for the last time. And again, kind of like we talked about earlier. So to give them the ability to see the lights on one more time for them and only for them, you know, when you go back to Somerville, or you go back to Berkeley high school or where Fort Dorchester, you know, when you go back, it's never the same, you know, because everybody has a memory in their heart of what they think it was, what they thought it was, or what their memories are, because you block out a lot of stuff. So the thing for us was when we lit it up, we wanted them to know that we hadn't forgotten about them. We hadn't forgot about what they've done for Berkeley High School, how they've well represented us so well, to make sure they knew that the last time they walked off the field, they didn't know it was their last time, but at least give them a chance to say goodbye their own way. And then we were very fortunate as um, we did a video um, to Country Roads Carry Me Home. Uh, Ryan Stewart of uh, is a Berkeley High School graduate, played at Georgia Tech, played at, um, for the Vikings, was also the two live stews on ESPN, ESPN Radio for many years. He's the voice that you hear at the very beginning of the video. And we just kind of did a tribute to everybody, letting them know that, you know, no matter what happens, Country Roads will carry you home to Berkeley High School. And then we've done several other videos since then because we're just trying to make sure we keep the kids knowing that we care about them, we love them. And the class of 2020, their memories will be totally different than a lot of other schools' memories, you know. So at Berkeley High School, we're famous to say students today, leaders tomorrow, and stags forever. But, you know, their story is going to be a little bit different than some other people's when we say stags forever. So basically we have to remember that this class is always going to be special. And – not saying that they were robbed because that's not—I don't think that's the right way, wording of it—but they they lost a lot of opportunities that other schools, kid, kids that walked across the stage at Berkeley High School, didn't have. Right, I agree with you 110 percent. As we're live right now, wrapping up our interview with the one and only the coach slash principal over there at Berkeley High School, Monk's Corner, South Carolina, with the bus is pulled up for a virtual tour campus 2020 here, Mr. Stephen Steele. Uh, graduation, I believe. Like here in Dorchester County, you guys are going to do the same football field. And while I understand kids are not excited about having grandmas and grandpas and everybody that can be there, at the end of the day, I've explained this to many athletes. It's about you. This is an accomplishment that you've earned. And trust me, it's going to be a lot better graduating on your football field than it is the Coliseum. Not that we don't appreciate the opportunity to be in that building year after year, but, man, you and I, I believe, uh, I'm pretty sure you probably graduated on a football field. I I know I did. It just means more. Tell us the day of graduation, and you can kind of elaborate on on what I just mentioned as well. So June 17th, we'll be graduating at 9 a.m. Berkeley High School. Um, We're very fortunate Berkeley County. They didn't go with a two-ticket rule. They went with a four-ticket rule. And I think if you gave, you know, so we're very fortunate to double up Dorchester County. Boom, 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 shots fired. So the point being <laughs> is, is is that, you know, it's very special. It's the first time we've graduated in 15 years at Berkeley High School on the field at, at Bonner Stadium, Moody, Moody Field. And so it's going to be a special night for us and for everybody else, especially a special morning. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I think you, some people saw it 
you know, I'm kind of, I've got kind of a dry sense of humor. I told everybody you need to start your hydration plan now and start getting used to the heat now because 9 a.m. in mid-June is not what you think it's going to be, especially wearing your caps and gowns and doing the full regalia coming out there. It's going to be something special. It's going to be warm, but we're going to get them across the stage. And I think you've referred to a couple times now on the scoreboard, we took the score, the times, everything, and put 2020 on everything. And so that way, you know, they got to see 2020 on the scoreboard not everybody else has. Now, being selfish, the AC is nice in the Coliseum. <laughs> but I do think it does. It's like the press box. It never rains in the press box, and it's never cold. And I always tell everybody, man, I'm undefeated on the air, but I, I get what you're preparing there for sure. Yeah, and the press box at Somerville, trust me, for many years I was in charge of it on Fridays, making sure everything <laughs> was ready. And so, yeah, I made sure the AC was working every <laughs> every Friday. Night oh, my Friday. God, it's brutal. Especially if you're across oh, the street or across the field at that box, right? That hot box is, is the visitor's side. Man, it, it gets brutal. And, you know, actually I got some of your radio guys going to join me at 830. And, and, and those guys, Wayne and, and all those guys, are they're so good to me, man. And I actually – uh, you guys played uh, well, in, in round one. You played Dutch Fort or Fort Dorchester there, uh, Everett yeah. Fort this past year. And they actually had me on the radio. And I was like, man, you realize that you're inviting the, the voice of the Green Wave to join the voice of the Stags? We may not walk out of yeah. here if we were one of our own stadiums. <laughs> well, when you when you talk to Wayne and them, just understand is, is that I protested them for a long time because I am the best announcer they have on that team, and they won't let me back in the press box. <laughs> I, I can imagine. You got a great band and all, man. I'm Friday night, and, and I'm telling you, Friday night in the corner is 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 a bucket list. If you've never made it, guys, I'm telling you, it's the old school colors, man. It's been around forever. They don't change a lot over there, Monk's Corner. It is what it is, and they like it that way. If you don't like it, there's another town down the street. But uh, I love the band, the atmosphere. I, I've actually coached some of your kids in baseball and travel ball, and uh, I've had such a blessing to get to have so many of your kids who, by the way, didn't you just have a guy that was at South Carolina State? Didn't he just get drafted this past draft season? Yeah, Alex. Yeah, Alex Taylor did. Yeah. And he, that's a whole that's a whole story on Alex because that that's actually an incredible story because he never really high, played high school football. I mean, he played for two wow. years, but and then he went off to App State to play football. Didn't go too well there. Then he transferred to SC State to play basketball. Then he decided to give football another chance. And he's wow. got. If you remember Kevin Breedlove at Georgia, I coached Kevin Breedlove at Georgia and Jabari at um, yep. Berkeley. He's actually got longer arms than them. It's it's freakish. Like he his wow. his whole body is is a tackle body, but his arms are incredibly long. So he can get that separation like as an every offensive line coach dreams about, with absolutely no problem at all. Well, I got to tell you something, Mr. Steele. This is one of many. And, and Joe Paul, of course, uh, he's a brother of mine, even though he's over at Oceanside. And you know, we, we talk about once, three or four times a week. And when I told him, I said, man, I got I to gotta get Mr. Steven Steele, Coach Steele in here with me, man. He's oh, He'll love it. He'll do a great job. And no doubt, you've nailed it. You're like a sportsopedia. I mean, uh, when you come back, we're not going to talk as much about Berkeley. And we will. But there's so much other stuff I, I got to get. And I'm sure you know a couple of secrets from some other places. And uh, we got to dig them out together, and, and uh, I may even get you to co-host a couple hours with me if you have some time. And that way listen, you can get your dream in with, with talking a little bit. How's that? Listen, I, I'd be more than happy to do it because the guys there in Berkeley do not treat me well. Nicky and them, I, don't, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to say nothing because, you know, I protested them for an entire season because I got thrown in at the last second to um, help out because one of the pe- people couldn't be there. And I'm in there. Right. It was at Buford at the Buford game. I'm comparing quarterbacks to Wally Richardson. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And they looked at each other. and Go. He's doing that without notes. I was like, Yeah. 
You watch as much film as I had to watch for 20 years, and you'd be amazed how much you know kids, too. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. And Berkeley, by the way, is, uh, is, is a great spot. But when you guys went to Buford, they tailgate down there in Buford, the parking lot. I mean, there's so much rich tradition. And, and, and I want to pick your brain on that, too, because here in about July, we'll start getting back into practice and wink, wink, we yeah. hope, we hope. But but you and I, you know, I'll definitely get you get you up and running with us on a Sunday or a Tuesday or Thursday. You just let me know oh, when you're available, and we'll make a listen, whole show you just, about you it. Just, yeah, listen, just let me know, and we'll be happy to do it. But I will tell you, Buford's one of the worst. Nobody watches a football game, Buford. They all sit back there and leave no. the trees and hang out. It's just it's it's crazy. Like they're making money, but they nobody watch the game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Food's good. Mosquitoes are big and the food is good. I can tell you they got mosquitoes like hawks, man. They're huge. But uh, James, Allen, thank you so James much Allen's for letting me get in here with you. And of course, what's that, Glenn? As I said, James Island's mosquitoes have been the most consistent, oh, aggravating mosquitoes in the history of mankind. I don't care whether you go there in December, July, <laughs> March, they'll carry off small babies. It doesn't matter how much baby sauce you put on. <laughs> <laughs> I told the new coach coming in from uh, from the upstate or around the, the North Carolina area, I said, man, look, bring mosquito spray. No, a lot of them. It's, it's definitely it. They ought to be the, the mosquitoes instead of the, the Trojans. I don't mean any harm with that statement, but uh, I'm going to tell you something. I'm looking forward to getting in here in the next segment with your athletic director. She's actually on hold. Uh, uh, Miss Butcher is going to join us. And, of course, Landy's been on the show multiple times, but he'll come back in. I hope he's going to get some baseball players or some other athletes with us around 8, and then I'll wrap it up with your guys on the radio. But thanks for letting us be a part of it. And I'm going to say this on a personal note. You know, I really appreciate that when we come over there to you guys, man, it's, it, it really, really, I enjoy it, man. I enjoy your band as much as anything, but the food, the atmosphere, and just that, you, know, you guys treat us good, man, even though I've, I've got that green you know, shirt on, and I know that's kind of against the rule for those guys, but you make sure they take care of me. I appreciate it. Well, listen, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate any time, and this upcoming season is going to be a very weird one, so we'll see We'll see how much radio and everything else is going to be probably a lot more important to fans this upcoming year than it's been a long, long time. Amen to that, Coach. Thank you very much. God bless. Hug your kids for me. Tell everybody else. I said hello, and we'll touch base here in a couple of days. All right, look, and have fun. Miss Butcher is much smarter than me, so you'll have a better time with her than me anyway. <laughs> Well, she's next, so hang tight. You can listen in because we're going to bring her in here right after break. Thanks, Coach. Right. Thanks, Bye. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the coach slash principal slash anything and everything. I guess he would be kind of like Andy Griffin of uh, of the high school over there at Berkeley High School in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, the one and only Stephen Steele. Of course, he played his days with the legendary coach, John McKissick. He's been under three great coaches and 20 championships he's been a part of. So that's a pretty solid resume. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're into another office in the building. We're heading to the athletic department. Boy, oh, boy, let's see if we can get us uh, an athletic stripe or maybe a letter. Either way, we'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live on the campus of Berkeley High School, guys. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I am with y'all alongside the coach, Eugene Benton, joining you here for hour number two, one, done. In the books as we move along here on the 31st day of May, the final Sunday of the month, the final day of the month here in May. As it's, of course, 7.03 as we head into hour number two, brought to you by our friends over at Durham's Pharmacy, located at 140 South Main Street, Somerville, South Carolina. 
That's right downtown, by the way. If you haven't uh, checked it out and you're around the area from anywhere from Monk's Corner to Somerville and anywhere in between, come on in and check out the oldest independent, I would say family-friendly, um, operating uh, pharmacy in Somerville, of course, around the great state as well. You can call them at 843-873-2531, and you can find them on the web at GurnsPharmacy.com. So without further ado, we go back to the Tent Farm Hotlines, and we're going to get in here with the athletic director, the one and only Miss Catherine Butcher. Uh, Miss Catherine, how's it going here on a Sunday evening? Great. Can't complain one bit. Uh, appreciate you having me here, uh, and looking forward to the next 30 minutes. No doubt. It's going to be a lot of fun. You've, of course, uh, it, it's been unusual times in multiple ways. Uh, I'm not sure over there in Monk's Corner, but here in Somerville, the bottom just fell out. So, uh, of course, it's cool as down. We knew it was going to do that with all that humidity we had. Uh, talk to us about the athletic department. Well, before we do that, how's the family doing with COVID-19 and, and all the transitions? Do you have little ones around you? Have you had to play teacher and athletic director and principal all in one? Or what's happening there, of course, uh, in the butcher home? Well, in the butcher home, we have a high school freshman. Uh, so not real sure how she uh, feels about having the AD uh, giving her practices outside each day and then her principal uh, – getting on her about her schoolwork so you know it, it's been real interesting mom's loving it um daughter maybe not so much um but definitely had uh had some school going on everybody's healthy um rest of the family members working from home so so definitely uh, uh interesting having everybody doing everything in one place but uh we, we are fair and well fair and well well, that's amazing. Is that, of course, uh, we now will name it uh, Butcher High, no pun intended. All right, we're not going to be too hard on your daughter there, of course, as she's coming up there. Uh, and I guess PE would probably be a hit in that house, right? I mean, we always assume the coaches and athletic directors are, are big into to PE, but for an athletic director, you got to go bigger. You got her out there flipping tires, and I'm talking like truck tires or, or what's going on in the front yard. Oh, well, well we've set up the backyard. Uh, she's a volleyball girl. So, uh, you know, we got some plywood out there we can hit against. You know, that's our opposing team. Problem is that that other team always blocks. So she should have some uh, <laughs> some good uh, foot movement when we get back into a gym. Um, but the the bad thing from her, she's got a, a PE coach and she's got an English teacher mom. So uh, she's getting it hard inside and out. No doubt about it. So she's a basketball star. Is that where we're getting at? I, I thought I heard footwork and – or is it soccer? Which sport is, is, is she thriving at at this point? Volleyball. That was She's my next my volleyball, volleyball player. What's yeah. That? So, now, yeah, she's been off. in what the gym on my hips since she level. was two. I'm sorry, one more time. Well, no, it's okay. So, what, is, what do you feel? Say, I feel like in the last three or four, maybe five years, volleyball, you know, ladies' volleyball has really taken it up to the next notch. And I've seen it at all the schools here locally and up in the Grand Strand where I grew up in Myrtle Beach. You know, it seems like it's really kind of taken that extra step. Even, matter of fact, I saw uh, right before uh, they announced or right after they announced that they weren't bringing the kids back to school with the high school league, one thing on the table is trying to get men's volleyball in the, in the school. But girls' volleyball, it, it's getting really big. What do you think it is that's kind of gotten this trend kind of going right now with this sport with the ladies? You know, I think it really is just the excitement of the sport. And, and I do have to give – um, the men credit because I, I really do think that that's part of it starting to see more uh, men's volleyball people are watching enjoying um, you know they're seeing that happen online they're seeing that happen on tv uh, and just you know see what the game can really be played at a high level 
And so once they start seeing that interest, it's like, oh, so let's start checking out this sport. And and these women that are playing volleyball out there, they they are phenomenal. They they are, um, you know. To me, it's probably one of the most exciting sports. I am bad, you know. Even here at the high school level, it's hard to be the AD in the gym when you got a good volley volley going because, at the end of the day, I'm rooting for uh, for both sides. It's just the love of the game. Um, but you're seeing it now um, growing. I mean, it's year round. These kids are getting out of their high school um, seasons and they're going straight into club. You know, my daughter's playing club. We're hoping it's going to start back up. Um, this week so practices again on Tuesday um you know these kids kids are running with it and they're staying with it you know year round uh so the level is coming up live well, right now that, one and only the athletic director of course with uh, Berkeley High School over there in Monk's Corner South Carolina Miss Catherine Butcher joining us now talking to us about well the athletic department all the teams of course uh, that uh, participate throughout the calendar year the school year and uh, no season off for you, and we're very blessed to have many athletic directors joining us. I think we've covered uh, about nine of them here in the Low Country. You're, of course, uh, we're looking forward to having you back on. As I already can tell, you're going to do a great job for the next uh, 22 minutes here. We're going to keep you uh, with a lot of questions, because we need a lot of answers coming up here with this new 2020 season and uh, and how it's going to unfold. But same question that we just asked your principal, the coach over there, Coach Steele, uh, you had to deliver that message after Coach uh, Coach Steele gave it to you. You have to go give it to uh, the coaches who have to give it to the players. And you guys have a lot of seniors. If I'm not mistaken, on the baseball team, you had about five or six, if not maybe a little more. Softball had a handful. I mean, it was pretty – you guys had a, a very special season, like Coach Steele said. You had a lot of leadership uh, on these teams, not just one, but about seven different programs. You know, how hard was it for you? And, and again – did you guys do anything special for your senior those athletes in the uh, in the spring sports? Yeah, absolutely. That that is definitely one of the hardest things that I've had to do. Um, you know, and at the, at the time that we left campus, we didn't know. At that time, we had not been told the season was over, um, so everything was still up in the air. So any time that you walked out in town, I live here in Monk's Corner as well. You know, you go to the grocery store and kids are coming up to you. Hey, are we gonna? Are we getting back to practice? Are we gonna play? Are we gonna finish the season? What's it look like? And, you know, in your heart, you're thinking, you know, this isn't gonna happen. But the word's not been made official, so, you know, trying to keep that up, that hope and that encouragement with these kids that, you know, you know, this is their passion, this is their love, and you know, they just want to be out there practicing and playing. So yeah, definitely definitely hard to give that that first message to the coaches. You know, this is this is it. We're we're going home, but you know, honestly, it it's much harder those individual kids that come up to you, you know, what what's our future look like? Um especially those seniors. And they're out in town, they're everywhere, so you get that every day and so it's just heartbreaking. Um you know, to have to pass along that message. You know, as Mr. Steele said, you know, we we still continue to try to make um you know, the best of what we had, try to reach out to our seniors. We've done several things on social media and, you know, thank the Lord I have him as my uh, social media expert because he's always out there uh, taking care of stuff for me, um, him and Brian Welch. Um, but, you know, we did, we had our lights on. We did several videos. Um, appreciate the mayor of the town of Monk's Corner letting us hang up our senior um banners, posters out at the uh, New Monk's Corner Recreation Facility so that all the kids could drive by and see those. Um, 
you know, just, just one more way to celebrate these kids that, you know, this is this was their big year. This is what they were waiting for. No doubt about it. We're live with the athletics director, the one and only Miss Catherine Butcher, joining us live here for the first of many interviews here as we're getting you up to date with the Berkeley Stags, the athletic department, of course, uh, here on the Tent Farm Hotlines. And, uh, again, what a great uh, group of coaches you've hired over there. Uh, and I know as an athletic director, you have to sit down with each individual coach, no matter the sport, no matter the situation. They, 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 the A's and A's start with you and kind of end with you. Uh, you've done a great job. I mean, again, I know Landy very well. I've had a chance now to get to know your football coach uh, really well and a handful of your other coaches over there on your staff. And uh, it starts with the coaches, right, uh, when you look at it there. Uh, Ms. Butcher, and kind of talk a little bit about your football team. They had a great run. I, I know they made the playoffs once again. Uh, the comeback win against Somerville. I was on the air uh, calling it for Somerville and, and thought Somerville had it in the bag. And wait a minute, we're going to do some free football. And you guys are going to take the popcorn and run with it. You did that win, and uh, you had some good moments. Kind of talk about that 2020 season and the 20, I guess, 2019 year, calendar year. How was it for the Stags? And uh, some highlights, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, you're going to put me on the spot. Um, Sorry so, about that. I mean, the, no, no, not a problem. But, you know, this this was, you know, an, an amazing team, a great um great group of young guys um i know during during summer and and warming up you know we had some questions going forward you know uh and these guys exceeded every expectation that we had of them um you know they're under uh great leadership with coach robinson and and his staff um and the guys really stepped up um and and gave us like every everything that they had they exceeded beyond expectations um, you know, that, that Somerville game, I, I was standing right there. That was definitely exciting, you know, right there at the end and, and taking it away. You know, they're going to, they're going to step up. That's what it means to be a stag. You don't, you don't stop until the night is over, until the last whistle's blown. Um, you know, all, all sports around here, these guys are going to give everything and girls, they're going to give us absolutely, you know, everything that they have. Um, we ended up a little bit little bit short of where we wanted to be but uh, you know they're amazing I couldn't be more proud of them yeah and all the way up to your quarterback who uh, I know Mr. Trey pretty well uh, he has gone through man this young kid has been through a lot as a young kid of course uh, personally with his father passed away at a young age and then broke his collarbone if I'm not mistaken during the season comes back and uh, I believe he'll be a senior this year uh, and, and another young man, just a great kid inside and outside of the school, inside and outside of the ball field uh, and, and all of that. Now, that being said, you know, talk about maybe some of the other programs. When you look at Landy Cox, of course, Landy is a no uh, – I don't know the right word here because I don't want to use the word I'm thinking. Uh, he doesn't put up with anything. Let's just put it that way. Landy's a very – and so is the football coach, by the way. But Landy, I can tell you, uh, he walks a straight line. He expects his kids to walk a straight line. But you see it now spill into other, you know, departments, and maybe that's what's happened there. Uh, as we look at it here and look at all your programs here, Coach Butcher, but talk a little bit about the mindset. Do you sit down with your coaches and say, look, this is the way we're going to do it, and I need you all to do it at the end of the day the same way, but you can use your own ways to get there and to, of course, get the goals accomplished? Absolutely. Um, you know, we have great coaches across the board, and, and like you said, um, Coach Robinson, Coach Cox, you know, they, they don't play. And and at the beginning of each season, that's basically what I set my coaches down and we talk about. You know, it goes beyond 
coaching, it goes beyond athletics. Um, you know, yeah, these kids are going to have a high school career, and it's going to be amazing, and they're going to create amazing memories. But at the end of the day, we have to create individuals that can leave this school and contribute to society. Um, whether they are going into the workforce, they're going into the military, they're extending their career into collegiate um, athletics. You know, our our job is not only to create a great baseball player, a great softball player, you know, a great swimmer, but we have to create a great person. Um, you know, athletics and character to me are just as important as what you do on the field at practice. Um, and and I've expressed to my coaches, we have to have that mentality. Uh, my high school coaches, you know, I was <laughs> – it's funny if you ask me who I was more concerned about when I was growing up, you know, were my parents strict, et cetera, et cetera. I wasn't worried about my parents finding out what I did. I was worried about what coach found out I did uh, because it was just coach needs to create the person. You know, we are here. Some of these kids don't have good role models in their life, and we have to be that role model. We have to show them we care, and so we have to care beyond the field. And so that's what I'm trying to get all of my coaches to do. And, I, you know, I think if we do that, all the kids buy in because they know you care about them. You care about them as a person, not just what they can do for you athletically. Um, and, and they buy in, and then they give you everything they have. So, you know, well, it's, it's our job. Great, uh, I was just say, it's our job to create that, create that whole person. Well, you guys are doing a great job with it because you guys, again, like we mentioned with Coach Steele, you guys have not only football players, softball players, and volleyball players, and, of course, every other sport there on that campus that go out and be not only great athletes, but they also go out and be great owners. They go out and great, be great men and women in the military. I mean, like you mentioned, you're tra- training them for whatever their, their dream or whatever their path is. You're training them to get ready to jump on that course. He mentioned two guys that do what I do, radio, they represent. Uh, there for a long time there in Atlanta, you know, uh, the two students did a great job, continue to do great things anytime they're around a microphone. Uh, let me ask you your path, though. What, what land did you – did you grow up amongst corner? What what path did you have, as we asked Coach Steele <laughs> that at the beginning of his interview, but how did you end up at Monk's Corner, and, and has this been home since you, you've known it? Um, it has not, actually. You know, Coach Steele talks about Mayberry a lot, but that's actually where I came right. from. Um, so I actually born and raised in uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina. Um, wow. So from there, had the choice to uh, go and play volleyball at Western Carolina or basketball at, at West Point. Those were my final two options. And, you know, one to never step down for a challenge, we headed off to West Point. A um, couple of knee injuries there brought me back home. But uh, – when I finished school, my first teaching job was at Berkeley High School, and there's just something amazing about this place. You know, I, I you know can't that hometown feel. Everybody's a family. You know, it is just an amazing place to work. And I looked at my husband then. I said, you know, when you get ready to retire, Berkeley High School is where it needs to be. That's where we need to end up. I want to end up in that area. So, uh, so we left about 2003. Uh, went to Iceland, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, um, and then finally got to come back uh, to the South Carolina area. And I got I, I got lucky uh, and ended up back at at Berkeley High School. Um, 
loved it so much. My husband was sent on one last tour, and uh, I said, I'm where I'm where I want to be. You promised this was where we're ending. And uh, we spent that last three years with him in Georgia and me here just so I could be here at Berkeley High School because, you know, I, I born and raised in, in Mount Airy, but this is home. That is so weird because, you know, as I, you might have heard the interview earlier as I was kind of telling him about that small town charm. And, of course, you know, the days of, you know, when I go into certain areas, you know, we always, as a radio broadcast, we eat wherever everybody else eats. Of course, when you go to Long's Corner, you go to Music Man. No doubt you're going to come over there at 112 East Railroad, you know, and I'm going to eat and I'm going to get full. And then, of course, I'm going to go back there uh, to the stadium and we're going to have at least three or four solid hours of good football because usually it's Somerville in Berkeley, one of the oldest rivalries in the state of South Carolina traditionally from day one. And uh, that being said, you know, uh, I mentioned that to him. I said, that's a fun thing. And then they built that mega Walmart. It was like, oh, God, could we not have just stuck with the Dollar General? Could we not have just stuck with this? They didn't have to go big over here. But you guys have still been able to manage that a little bit. As an athletic director, you, as I mentioned to Coach there, Coach Steele, but you lean on a lot when it comes to the community, to pour into your programs, be it the ladies or the gentlemen, whoever's going out out there trying to sell tickets, trying to sell seats. Maybe that y'all, I know y'all have your own little area where, you know, you can, you can buy up a little bit, right? Get some of the uh, seats there in the middle of the stadium or maybe a banner. How easy is it when you're in a small town like a Monk's Corner who seems to still shut down for your games, whether it's baseball, softball, volleyball, or even football? You know, this, this community is amazing. Um, the honestly, um, the school thrives because of the community. Um, our, our stadiums are filled, our gym is filled. Um, you know, we've we've got people that that come in here week after week after week. You know, and they no longer have kids here, they no longer have grandkids here. But the school is like a, the heart of the community. Um, the people around us, they bend over backwards. What do we need? Can we feed your kids? What can, how can we assist your program? Um, it, it, it's nonstop, um, you know, and sometimes it's amazing. It's like have, having needs, there, there's people all around us that are eager and waiting and ready to meet our needs. Um, you know, I could not, um, I don't think you can find a better community. You can't find a better community, and, and I've been six different schools, and I've never seen anything like this, how the community feeds into the schools. Um, it's why I'm back here. It's why I left for 15 years and said I'm going back and I'm staying because just this whole the atmosphere here between the school and community is just amazing. No doubt about it. Live right now with the athletic director, Miss Catherine Butcher joins us. Uh, Coach Butcher joins us now here on Southern Sports Central talking to us about the Berkeley High School Stags out of Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Coach, the one question that Eugene and I always toss back and forth, and when we talk to guys uh, on either any of your sports programs or any other sports programs across the country, we get them in here on the radio, we interview them, and we always ask them the hardest question, and that is, well, it's not really hard, but it's one of those ones they don't like to answer. How's your grades? That being said, these kids have had to kind of go a different route, but thanks to Berkeley County, and I'm not going to throw any jabs at any other counties, but you guys seem to be pretty good with this. Y'all kind of already uh, prepared yourself for this because you guys have those MacBooks, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that you're able to just kind of hand it to them and say, hey, you know what you do. You've been doing this anyway. Go home and get it done. Talk to us about the transition, how much easier it had to be for you guys than maybe some of the other counties, and then uh, how, how much success rate are we having with Internet access to your students 
and homework being turned in, and, and then the concern, again, that we have with uh, them being eligible getting into this 2020 season and uh, whatever it may start, be it September or even early October. Yeah, we were lucky. We were actually able to uh, pilot um, this make this makeup days um, that we had missed earlier via internet lessons, if you will. Um, so our kids and our teachers were already a little bit used to um, having school days this way. I don't know that they were really prepared to having two months worth, um, but you know we'd already had a practice run. Uh, all the kids have Chromebooks. Um, all the teachers are able to get onto Google Classroom, Edgenuity, lots of other uh, programs that they have chosen to use so that we can get lessons out to the kids and the kids can get them from home. Um, listening the other night to the board meeting, I think we Berkeley County has had over, I know it was over 95% of our students uh, have been successful um, as far as accessing their lessons. We have sent out um, hotspots to individual students that don't have internet to access so that so Berkeley County has been able to check those out to students uh, we've been able to do paper copies of lessons for kids that that don't have internet access and the hotspot was also not an option um, it, it Berkeley County and Berkeley High School both have have been over backwards to to help these kids and I, th I think it has been a very successful run you know, one of the biggest issues we had at the beginning when everything was still kind of up in the air and what's happening, are we going back to school next week or the next week, is I started looking at some of our athletes' grades, and they weren't turning things in. Um, so I did have to uh, put out an announcement. I talked with my coaches, talked to their players, that, that, hey, you know, these grades count. And not only do they count towards graduation, but they're also counting towards your eligibility. So I know that you are missing a season already right now, but you know if we don't step it up and we don't get these uh, these assignments in, then you might be mess, miss, missing another one for eligibility. So I think that kind of hit home uh, and, and helped our athletes to kind of realize, hey, um, this is serious, but it's still and it's still school. Um, so you know after the first week or so, everybody's on board and and really. Um, I've been really impressed with both our kids and our teachers. Coach, let me ask you this as uh, we're going to wrap it up with you. And again, we greatly appreciate your family allowing you to step away and hang out with us here on a beautiful Sunday evening in uh, the low country here as we're connecting uh, some of this more central sports, uh, Berkeley high school for the virtual tour class 2020. And of course, campus tour all in one, uh, Weeks back, there was uh, another school somewhere else in the great state of South Carolina who had a lot of history, well, got a lot of heat, if you will, about practicing on the field. Now, I know that's a big no-no. We treat it just like we do during a hurricane. If the school is out, that means practices are out. That means nobody can come on campus. Uh, how are you handling uh, with your coaches, of course, involved? Uh, and kind of give us your, your plan of how this is going to start to happen in the next couple of weeks. From your point of view, again, your opinion, uh, on getting these kids back to normal and how much do you know that these kids have kind of been checking in, working out, and uh, excited to get back to uh, practice here, hopefully in, what, two weeks, if it's possible? Um, we're hoping for two weeks, if possible. But, again, again you know, that's that's the, the if possible. Right now, sure. uh, if you saw the uh, the high school league's guidelines put out, they they kind of left it up to districts to put out their own timetable. Um, so I know I met with all ADs um, 
All ADs in Berkeley County had a meeting on Thursday, another meeting on Friday, and we'll continue to meet all this week to put in place um, some guidelines uh, for moving back and, and hopefully soon be able to re release some dates for when we're coming back. Um, but, you know, all my all my coaches know, and, you know, sometimes it's a bad thing, but, um, you know, Butcher's a rule follower, so you follow the rules. So, <laughs> you know, right now what they have been able to do, you know, they've been able to, to post some workouts for their kids so their kids can work out at home alone. Um, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it ends up being conditioning, you know, because we don't have our teammates there. But hopefully, they're keeping our uh, our girls and guys in shape at home. Uh, I know when we come back, looking at the guidelines, things are going to look a lot different. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna limit the number of kids that we have in each facility or practice area. Uh, we're gonna have some different guidelines that we're gonna have to follow in order to keep everybody healthy and safe. Um, but but we definitely want them back in here. We definitely want to get back to some type of normalcy, uh, and we want to get these kids out here pursuing their passions um, and our coaches as well. Um, you know, as, as for those teams that you know decide to step on fields early and and post what they're doing, um, all, all I'll say is you know in the end our guys are going to do it the right way. Um, so, you know, we'll watch and see what happens if anything happens. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like I said, we're, we got to teach our kids, um, to go out and be productive members of society and, and we have to set an example for them. So, so my coaches are, are luckily for me, they're being patient, at least to my face. I'm sure they're, they're impatient behind me, because uh, everybody, everybody's ready to be out there, um. But we're holding tight and, um, you know, just waiting for the go. Hopefully uh, we'll have some announcements coming from the district office pretty soon. Um, like I said, we're all – everybody in Berkeley County is working together uh, just to make sure that we're on the, all on the same page. Uh, and once uh, we answer all our questions, we'll uh, get some get some news out for public forum. Well, Coach, you did a great job. I got you 30 minutes on the dot. We're going to let you go, and uh, we want to get you in here again. So, at any point, I know we're now connected on, on Twitter, of course, uh, and that's always amazing when you guys are on Twitter because it makes it easy for us to connect with you, and we don't have to keep nudging Coach Steele. But when that happens, if you don't mind, I'd love for you to be the voice of, uh, of that Berkeley County side of things and kind of keep us up to date and have you come back in and, and we'll talk some more stuff. Uh, you know, I'd love to know more about you. Of course, uh, that's the cool thing about this time of year. You know, this gives us a chance to know a little bit more into depth. It's kind of like that 30 for 30 on ESPN. We get a little bit more personable. And that way, when it does get busy, because, again, athletic directors, you guys don't have an off season. I mean, it's kind of unfair. Right. But, man, you guys are always in season, right? Absolutely. you got to love it, though. Yeah, you do. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, I hope everything is, is well. I think you guys can shut the door over there at Butcher High now. I think the grades are about done. But uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate your family. But all that you give to the kids, not only at Berkeley High School, you would do the same at any other school or any other kid that reaches out to you. That's the type of uh, uh, coach you are as well as the leader that you are over there at Berkeley High School. But we appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity here in a minute to talk to Coach Landy Cox and uh, hopefully a couple of your ball players with you. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. She, of course, uh, runs that thing over there at Berkeley High School. She is the 
Athletics Director, Ms. Catherine Butcher, joins us here on Southern Sports Central. We're going to head to break, but as they talked about, as uh, Coach well, Coach Dill said, that they had a video and, of course, uh, Country Road. So I figured, why not play that for those guys as a kind of a little, little pay a little homage, a little respect there to uh, the men and women over there at Berkeley High School. So here you go. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live on Block Talk Radio. I want to thank the coach, the athletics director, the principal, everybody who's joined us here today. We'll be right back with a little bit more live on the campus at Berkeley High School. West Virginia, the Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home. Country roads.
Coach, are you on? This is Eugene. Yeah, I'm on. Hey, All right, Gene, awesome. All right. It's Coach uh, Fielder. Good. Uh, I know Richie will be joining back in a second here. Um, so, I actually, you know, I was when I found out he was uh, bringing you on the show, I said, man, I was thinking to myself, we've been featuring these 2020 athletes and, you know, the players that didn't get to finish their season. And, you know, I was looking at it and I said, well, he's got a, a kid that I've known probably – Oh, going back 12 years. And, um, you know, I, I, it's his senior season. And I know I, I didn't actually – I was going to ask his dad once I saw this uh, coming on. That's Jedediah Hudson. And uh, mm-hmm. I was going to ask his dad because I didn't actually get to see where what he decided to do and what's the next step. Uh, is there anything you can inform us on that? Uh, for that kind of stuff, I always let families do that, if that makes sense, what I'm saying. that's I okay. try to keep that for the family. You know, it's not – I just don't like, you know what I'm saying, because kids change, parents and kids kind of do different things, and I don't like assuming, you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hadn't, I, I, you know, I was looking up, and I was like, man, I really hadn't reached out to his dad in a while, and I saw you were coming on. I said, man, he's got a kid that I've known. I uh, actually uh, spent a lot of time with his dad and mom and him as a kid. I had a kid that's actually his age and played for his dad when his dad was coaching in the, uh, the little leagues in the um, – Sangaree and Somerville area, so uh, good stuff. I think we got Richie back on, so I'm gonna turn it back on over to him. Okay, no problem. Now, first of all, guys, so 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 I sat there and I was talking because here's what happens, is, and this happens to me more, uh, you know, coach than, than you would think. Is uh, we got back in here with us, Coach Steele has joined us again, the principal over there at Berkeley High School, because of the fact that Landy. Sometimes it's got to be dad. And right now he's being dad. He's watching his own son's play rather than coaching. Well, I'm sure he's still coaching him from the sideline. I've done that guilty as charged many times. But because the rain came in, we had to do an audible. You know, sometimes you have to do another one here. And uh, we're doing a line check here as you would in football. But uh, we're definitely excited to get you back in here with us, uh, Coach Steele, to talk a little bit more. And, Eugene, I'm actually going to let you kind of come back in because I've had the chance to talk to him for the first 30. And I'm sure there's some questions that uh, that you have as well as uh, he let me tell you there's not a question that he knows the answer now like just now he may not answer it because of of a privacy thing a respect thing which I understand that 100 percent coach but you had to like it there you mentioned to me the the, the song that uh, you guys played there in that video and I went back and uh, well I found it but I found the artist of it then and now didn't do it and, and I thought you know what that's a nice little way to to send out the athletic director uh, after all the hard work you guys have put in with uh, loving on your kids, not only the seniors, but all the underclasses too, right? Yeah, and that's the key to it is, is making sure this season doesn't – my heart breaks for the seniors, and I we kind of talked about before. But, you know, the underclassmen are just as hurt too. You know, they've, they've given up their summers. They've given up their times. You know, they've made more sacrifices. You know, it's, it's, I tell people this all the time. You know, like, number one, we don't run a rec, rec league. You know, I've had that conversation um, many a times. Not everybody gets to play. And direct correlation to playing time is how hard you work, how good you get, how how committed you are to yourself and to the program. And so these kids have, in Monk's Corner especially, and at other schools also I know, and I'm not downgrading that we're the best thing ever, but you know, our kids really do understand the sacrifice that's expected because their grandmothers, grandfathers, great-grandmothers, great-grandfathers all played for the Stags. You know, when you're 107 years old, you know, um, you got some generational alliances to Berkeley High School, and those grandparents yell at you harder than your moms and dads do. Yeah, no doubt. We're live right now with the coach, principal, one and only, uh, Mr. Steven Steele. He, of course, uh, wears multiple hats there 
on that uh, campus at Berkeley High School. You, you actually, as you were talking, I started remembering that there was an announcement made in Dorchester County. Now, I get you're Berkeley County, but I also get you grew up in Dorchester County, and you're also familiar with this question I'm getting ready to bring up. They just announced they're doing away with middle school sports. Now, when I grew up, they only really, I think, had basketball. Uh, they might have had football. Right. So, yeah, they had football as well. But they didn't have baseball when I was there, so that wasn't uncommon for me. But now Dorchester, too, has decided to do away with their uh, sports in the middle school. Kind of talk about that. And, and from your point of view, good move, bad move, is this going to hinder the growth of these certain athletes? And what does it mean big picture when it comes down to it? Well, if you if you if you if you watch the the show the other day on TV the other day, they actually blamed us, Perfect County, for the reason why they're getting rid of it. Um, <laughs> so, yes, they did. I, Brian Rutherford was underclassman behind me. He played behind me, just like Ian did. So I understood. So this is what this is this is kind of Shot what fired by the way. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm not. Hey, listen, everybody, listen. Ian did a great job at NC State. Brian did a great job sure. at Newberry. Um, here's what I will say to you is, is this The big issue came into this is, is that Berkeley County has so many middle schools So many high schools you know, Dorchester County has three we have, eight, we have eight And the big issue is is that Well they're playing middle school football And, and we, we weren't And so basically we were Had to come to a point is, is that We play B team they might, We might have ninth graders They might have ninth graders There was not necessarily an agreement all the way through Because the rules are B team can be up to ninth grade, but then are you playing middle school kids? Are you not playing middle school kids and everything else? So what was decided by the athletic directors of Berkeley County was is they just wanted to keep it in-house. It saves money. It saves travel time. And then everybody's under the same rules, if that makes sense, what I'm saying. Because, you mm-hmm. know, we all play within the high school league rules. But truthfully, your county does have a lot of say in what you do and what you don't do. So basically what you, Berkeley County made a decision is, is we're going to stay within the county. We're going to play by these rules, and but having said that, that's also changed now a little bit too because some schools can't necessarily form, have a B team. So there are still B teams being played between uh, Berkeley County and Dorchester County also. So I know I think I, I feel pretty confident we do have a B team game at Fort Dorchester, and I do believe Somerville. But the other problem was is, you know, Wanda one year didn't have um, JV football or this Ashley Ridge didn't have B team football last year. So, you know, the sport of football is kind of the reason why that all, all was done because this team has a basketball team. This team doesn't have a baseball team. So it's still a business where you have to have these games. It's like, you know, every school has a football, baseball, and basketball, softball team for the most part, volleyball. But all these other sports start playing into the factors of when you're making these master schedules. So you have to be able to do it in such a way as that you're being smart for your kid, following the rules and guidelines, and doing it in such a way that you're taking care of what needs to be taken care of. Gotcha. Well, guess what we got? We're taking care of some more business because guess who just joined us? We're going to pull him in as well. And, uh, you know, uh, Coach Steele, you can hang out. But, uh, look, I'm going to go to the bullpen, and we're going to bring out Coach Landy Cox. Uh, we're, we're heading over here. Right hand, uh, Coach Cox, welcome back to the show. Yeah, coming in with a relief pitcher right now. I'll have to owe one to Mr. Steele. <laughs> I was trying to get through, and I couldn't couldn't get through. But, um, yeah, it's me. I'm well, coming out the bullpen. Well, listen, what I'm going to do is, is everybody has – you know, yeah, a star pitcher is a star pitcher. A star reliever is a star reliever, but we're going to leave you with Landy. But I'll leave you totally with your time for Landy. And I thank you so much. Appreciate you guys for letting me come tonight. Always a pleasure. There you go, Coach. Still joins us for the second time. Man, anytime you can join us, Coach, always join us uh, here on the show. Now, Coach Landy Cox joins us. He is the head baseball coach for the Berkeley Stags over there in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. 
Coach Cox, you've been in here with me before. We've done this a few times. I've had the pleasure of meeting you uh, there on the Diamonds uh, on a couple of different occasions. I know a bunch of your players, by the way. I've had the chance to coach a couple of them in that uh, travel ball world. I'm not sure if I'm a huge fan of it, but nevertheless, I had a chance to coach uh, a bunch of your guys. And you got some players, man. You got some young ones, some old ones. Uh, but uh, first of all, how's the, how's the Cox family during this COVID-19? And I know you guys are still dealing with this heartbreak of the season ending so early. Yeah, we, we're doing good. Um, I, I tell everybody my yard's in the best shape it's it's ever been in. <laughs> um, got it straight, got it cleaned up. But um, we we bring it up. I was talking to Shane Todd today from Team Bay, and um, I was telling him, I said, man, I'm telling you, I said, I normally downplay my team some, but um, I, we, we're we're a pretty good baseball team this year. We had uh, scrimmaged on five team, four teams that were that were all in the top five in the state, and um, and uh, it won most of the scrimmages, and um, and started off six and zero. Oh. Um, very disappointing, um, but sometimes uh, like things come up like that in life, and uh, you just have to take it the way it is and uh, move on. Now, Coach Cox, you had – and correct my number if I'm right or wrong here, but I think, what, five seniors on this on this group here, or was it a little more than that? We had six seniors on, on the team. Uh, four of them signed to play college baseball. One of them signed to play college football. So, a um, bunch of guys that's been wow. playing since their freshman year. When they were freshmen, they actually won the Hunter-Hunter uh, invitational tournament. Wanted to hit tournament as freshmen and uh, really, really had a rough year that year, but played well then. I knew there was some talent there. We started on sophomore year, uh, but we did get a little bit better and then come out one to region, made a push in the playoffs last year. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if we had the depth maybe to win it, but and you don't ever know if you're going to win it because it takes a little bit of work, takes a little bit of breaks to do that. But I definitely felt like that we had, um, I felt like we had the talent to, to make a run. Live right now is the head coach of the one and only Berkeley High School, the Stags, come calling in here. Coach Landy Cox, he is uh, running a, uh, I would say, a tight ship, if you will. And, and again, uh, tough love and fundamental baseball and small ball. Those are three things. When I talk to some of your former players and some of your current players, that's kind of the three phrases I heard the most. Uh, talk a little bit about those three phrases that you kind of stick to. And I know you've got your tradition uh, that you go with as well, Coach. Well, first thing we, we believe in is discipline. We we believe in kids doing it right. We believe in doing it right all the time. And um, somebody tells me sometimes, said, we, I don't understand how in today's time you can get on kids the way you do. Uh, no one, they know that I love them. They know they care, I care about them. Um, but the second thing is every day at practice we ride them, we push them, we try to make it. My seniors will tell you right now um, that we try to make as, as much pressure situations as we can. And when, when the chance um, comes in the game, then, then they don't feel pressured because they've done it all week in practice. So that, that's important to us. The second thing, um, you know, we play small ball. Um, I think you put pressure on people, you steal bases. Um, I think that, you know, if we got a pitcher on the mound who's dominant and we're at the bottom of our order, I don't mind on a 2-0 count telling a kid to hover over the plate and wear one in the shoulder. Um, you know, we're we going to play small ball and, 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 and try to pitch and play defense. Um, defense is, is very important to us. We, we work every single day. A lot of coaches don't care much about that, but our batting practices is just as much defense. We play every single ball live in defense. So hopefully when the game comes around, you know, it's just another play to them. Live right now with the head baseball coach over there at the Berkeley High School, the Stags, as we're located right there in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, for the Campus Tour 2020, the virtual one here, as we're all going through the COVID-19 final, hopefully, stages here, Coach. Uh, you know, travel ball, as you are well aware of this weekend here, right, it's starting to kick back up. 
Yeah, how much? I know in the past, travel ball has maybe not been something that all high school coaches have enjoyed until maybe you guys have a little bit more hands-on because you want to know how much your pitchers are throwing and the catchers throw as much as the pitchers are throwing. And so count there is a big thing and this accountability and making sure they're not picking up bad habits. Tell me your thoughts and opinions because when you and I grew up, we either played rec ball or if you were good, you know, we played legion ball. You know, we got a chance to play in what would be the equivalent of travel ball now. Uh, tell us uh, your thoughts of, of travel ball and, and how much it helps you and what are your concerns at it uh, going forward? Well, when I first started, I, I didn't think guys, because I didn't do it, I didn't think guys need to do, do it. And we found out, you know, you can play four or five games in a weekend uh, versus, you know, playing, you know, one or two games a week. Um, but the biggest thing is for when, they're, when they get older, especially, it gives them a chance to be recognized. The colleges just don't come very much to the high school games anymore because they're playing during that time of year. So when they're going, they're going to the travel ball games, instead of them coming to Berkeley High School to see one player and then they, they drive two hours from South Carolina or, or three and a half from Clemson and watch us play, um, they, it could rain out and, and they miss the game versus they can go over to the College of Charleston, watch a travel ball game, and there's eight prospects on that team. And, and, and there's more travel ball games. They could switch over to another uh, field and watch them play. So time about the arms, making sure they're not overthrowing it. But most of the time when you get the kids, when they get to my level, ninth through the 12th grade, uh, travel ball, most of them coach pretty well. Where, where you have to be careful at is when they're younger. Um, you get a lot of coaches that are dads that don't know what they're doing um, or, or maybe just volunteering. And, uh, you know, sometimes they'll throw them to death, and, and it, it messes a lot of kids' arms up. Most of the time when you get a kid in high school, and his arm's not good or his arm's bothering, it's not something that just happened immediately. It's just a long process of, of, of a, you know, some dad or some coach that's coaching and, and maybe just don't know what he, you know, exactly what he's doing and overthrows the kid. And that's where they develop, develops arm injuries. Live right now with the head baseball coach over there at the uh, Berkeley High School in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Landy Cox joins us uh, for the uh, – I think maybe the third time, Coach, you've joined us here since you've been there, Berkeley, and I do appreciate you've always been that guy, and I brag about guys like you, because there are coaches we've reached out to, we don't get that love, but you, I mean, I don't know if you're standing in a tree or around the tree or whatever, but you had to find some deception, so I appreciate that, the extra work, and, you know, for those coaches, I remember I used to call those guys YouTube coaches, you know, they'd go watch a YouTube video, and they'd come out, and it almost like being a movie with, uh, well, Will Farrell and kicking and screaming. He comes out and he's dressed like he's ready to coach and he looks like he can coach, but uh, he means well. But but you know, usually it's a lot of retraining in the process. Uh, I remember a handful of your kids. I won't call any of your athletes that you have because some of them are still on your roster today. They're uh, upcoming seniors and maybe an upcoming junior that's going to be on that staff with you or your roster. But I remember I was hard on you, right? And, and I was that guy. I was that same cuss to this kid to that kid to twice as hard on my own kid. You know how that is as well, coach. But I told him, I said, I'm going to tell you something. In high school, I, I'm a sissy when it comes to yelling at you and getting on you. And this is nothing to what you're going to get from Landy. <laughs> when you go to Monk's Corner, man, you might not want to go to Monk's Corner. You might want to keep going around the corner to the <laughs> right field because he's going to give it to you, brother. And you know what? I got a phone call. You practiced that Monday. I bet you my phone rang that Monday night. And they go, Coach, I thought you were hard, but uh-uh. <laughs> I told you. I mean, you have to understand the love that he has for you, as I have for you, that's where we're hard on you. So talk a little bit about that. You mentioned it earlier in the interview about how you expect and how you're hard on and and kind of maybe give the players who are probably listening right now, maybe some other kids who have played for you before, maybe played against you, 
what is it about you guys? And I coach the same way where I just only know that's the only way I know to coach because that's how I was coached. Well, first of all, um, I, I explain it to them at the very beginning. When I first started, I wouldn't explain to it, guys, this is me. I don't mean anything by it. It's something you might hold a grudge or something might be said at practice, and you, you might be holding it, and you're going to come ask me about it, and I'm, I'm not even going to know about it. But we, the biggest thing is the kids, as they come up through our system, they know I'm tough. They know how I am. Probably where I have the biggest issues, if I have a, you know, maybe a JV coach or a B team coach or one of my assistants, Sometimes, I mean, when the head person's riding somebody, then sometimes they'll have they'll kick in and start riding them, and, and then they don't take it as well when it's one of my coaches. They're like, you know, you're supposed to be one of the good guys. We we don't, you know, you're, you're not supposed to be talking to me like that. But um, they, they, they expect me, you know, they, and like I said, I, I, don't, I tell them, I said, I don't think I'm getting on you. I'm, I'm just pushing you to be the best. But um, I, we constantly have to explain to them. And if you come in our system and you've been around for a while, we're always going to have one or two kids that um you know they just this is I'm just not their style of coach I, I've had them leave other places leave to other schools and and um I, I was with coach Todd earlier practicing a little team and, and from Kane Bay and I told him I said I, I, I wish that I could be you know a little bit more laid back but I said just this is the way I am don't pay me no attention and um so most of them they've been in the program they uh, they don't pay me it probably bothers the parents sometimes a little bit more than it bothers our kids no doubt about us. We're live with Landy Cox. He is the head baseball coach over at Berkeley High School here in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Coach, you know, you and I, I think we kind of came up about the same way, and, and, and we just kind of were maybe built a little different. I'm going to kind of segue into this one because I'm just kind of curious. The style of athlete that we deal with now, that you coaches, of course, I had the chance to talk to, you know, uh, Coach Robinson over there and some of the other coaches. We just had your athletic director in here as well. But is it a different style kid that's coming up, or what is it? Because it does seem like the the way, and I and I have an opportunity to be at a lot of different football practices, and it seems like you, you don't have to tiptoe around it. And I know you you don't tiptoe much at all, and I appreciate that. I, I love that about your style of coaching. But what is it about these young kids that, that we have to kind of coach a little bit more like Dabo and a little less like maybe a, a Will Muschamp who who is a little bit more aggressive? Well, in today's time, you just have a lot more parents that, that are divorced. You have a lot more dads that's not at home. And a lot of the athletes, number one, they want to know, can they trust you? Can they trust you? If you have put and you have – when that kid, something happens in his personal life and you've been there for him, that kid, I call it you got a little money in the bank with them. And if, if they trust you and they believe in you, I, my center fielder this year, I, he's a kid that, I mean, at times you have to be careful with him, um, the way, the, you know, the way you talk to him. But but I can take him in a room and I can tell him whatever I want to. He knows I care about him. He knows he can trust me. He knows if something goes wrong that I'm going to be there for him. Um, so that's the biggest thing. It's just it, I just think a lot of it is just, you know, back in the day, you, you didn't have to worry about a kid. He you know, dad home and, and dad would take care of it. But now in the daytime, it's just it's so many, you know, either failed marriages or, or number two, just not, not knowing who their dad is or, or having a chance to be around their dad, that they just they just don't they don't trust men or they're, they're not, you know, they're not being taken care of at home. And, and they got to trust you. And if they trust you, a kid, um, and they know that you care, it don't matter if you fuss at them, if you get on them, if a kid knows you love them, if a kid knows you care about them, um, they, they will they will be right there for you, and they will do whatever it takes. So it's just a fine line between that. Right, right now with the 
head coach of the Berkeley Stags, one and only Coach Landy Cox here. Uh, coach, if you don't mind, because I know we kind of got you a little late, I'd like to go to a break around 8 and then come right back in about 13 seconds after that, maybe get a couple questions from Eugene, uh, my co-host here, because I know he's got a few things as well that he'd like to ask. Is that all right that we head to a quick break and then come back and wrap it up in about 10 minutes? Yeah, that's perfect. Cool. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to overstay, you know, my welcome with you guys. Of course, you've given me the time you can, and we're excited here to be a part of, you know, this Campus Tour 2020. We're live on the campus of Berkeley High School, virtually, if you will, here uh, with the Berkeley Stags. Not only do they great football, do they do a great, of course, uh, baseball, Coach, but let me ask you this final before I go to break. What is it about Berkeley? And you've coached a few other places. Uh, what, what is it about Berkeley that, that you would definitely defy it as being a separate environment than any other place maybe you've been before? What I like about Berkeley is that when you go to a lot of these other schools, the people in the bleachers, the, the parent, the, their parents um, at other schools, their grandparents, their family members. You come to Berkeley High School, we, we, sell, we sell seats around the back of our, our, our uh, field um, up close, nice seats. Um, people buy those. They're, they're not parents. They're not grandparents. They're, they're uh, people that's been Berkeley Stacks fans uh, for years. When, when I coach most of my kids, not only have their parents went to Berkeley High School, most of my kids' grandparents and their great-grandparents went to Ber- Berkeley High School. They have, when I, I tell a kid, I'll walk the mound, and it'll be the biggest situation in the world, and I'll walk the kid, and I'll say, look, man, you've waited your whole life to do this. You've waited your you watch this here. 99% of the kids that come through my program, I know them when they're in the first and second grade. Um, and and, and it's just it's just a – it's just a, it's a place where, you know, families has been forever, and, and as people went to school there, and they become lifelong fans when, of Berkeley High School, and they're going to be there for every sport that we play. And boy, when you win, they, they really watch out for No doubt about it. We're wrapping up uh, hour number two. What we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We're going to let the coach hang out with us for a couple more questions. We come back at the top of the hour, final hour, number three. Uh, we'll get Eugene in here. I know he's got some questions. He's got a connection. To one of the seniors, again, I, I know a few of those seniors, but also am, uh, well, uh, I guess, say very comfortable with uh, a lot of the juniors coming up, seniors, and, of course, I, I believe he's a sophomore. But uh, we're excited about that, and I think we've got a couple of players going to join us here in a minute as well. But a quick break, come back. We'll ask two questions from Coach Eugene to Coach uh, Cox, and we'll do that as soon as we get back from uh, the top of the hour break, guys. We'll be right back. And welcome back, everybody. This segment brought to you by our, kids, our friends over at Somerville Signs. They, of course, are making all of your updated signs for the class of 2020. If you haven't got it yet, get it. Go ahead and put it out there. It's $25 a sign. You can call them direct at 843-779-5853. I think they're closer. They've moved out of the city of Somerville, and they're actually a little closer up towards Monk's Corner. And now, of course, Eugene, I'm going to bring you in, let you ask a couple of coach, uh, coach Cox a couple of questions real quick, and uh, – We'll let him get back to uh, daddy duties at the ballpark. Awesome. Well, thanks, Coach, uh, for coming on. And, yeah, you know, Richie alluded to it. There was a connection I had to one of your seniors, and that's uh, Jed. I've known uh, Jed's parents, uh, Jack and Marie, for probably going on 12 years. Um, had a stepson that's the same age as him and all played for Coach Jack in the uh, in the rec leagues growing up. And, and uh, you know, I, I was actually, you know, 
going through when I saw, you know, who was who was going to be on the show tonight, and you know, I was like, wow, you know, I hadn't reached out to Jack, and, and it's been a while, but uh, just wanted to know if uh, if you had anything you could share. Uh, what's uh, Jed's plans uh, leaving the Berkeley uh, baseball program? Well, first of all, Jed's had had some tough luck. Um, outstanding player. Um, he's had some tough luck. Um, injured his knee, tail off at sophomore year. Injured his knee as a starting first baseman for us. He worked his tail off. He come back the next year to um, play again, and we get a little ways through, and he does the same thing with the knee again. And, and then, of course, this comes open. But Jed's a hard worker. He's got a lot ahead of him. Um, tremendous power with the bat. Um, and, and as I say all the time with Jed, it's not so much even baseball. Just, just one of the best kids. You know, you know, kid grows up like him. Um, just as good a kid as you ever meet. But uh, he's going to play baseball at um, Southern Wesleyan. Um, he had to fight like heck to do that because he stayed injured. So he had to really bust it at, during the summer. And uh, he got him a trainer's dad got him a trainer. And um, and so it, it was hard work for him. But um, I tell you, I'm proud of him because he could have easily just said, hey, man, I, I, this is enough, man. Two injuries back to back. And, and then you come along and see the season ends. Um, just a lot of kids been through. People don't understand some of the things some of these kids had to go through, but um, I can't wait to see what he does up at Southern Wesley. Yeah, no doubt. And he's also is a, a football player there for the Stags as well. Now, last year I actually came out to uh, to see your ball field. Uh, you guys were playing. You were hosting Calden County, uh, Oceanside, and I can't remember another team. It might have been First Baptist. I can't remember the other team. But, um, you know, what a great baseball field. You know, you, you park on the side and kind of walk through that little uh, – the, the, the walking bridge there between the ponds. And, and as you were talking about uh, the seating, but one of the things I noticed is you guys have probably have to have one of the best, and I'll call it a quote-unquote indoor facility uh, for baseball training that I've, that I've seen at a high school level. Uh, how would you end up with something, you know, as great as that? Man, that was neat you asked me that because about 17, 18 years ago – I had – we couldn't hit. I mean, we were terrible. We were the worst hitting team. We'd try to pitch, play defense, try to score one run. If they scored three runs, we knew the game was over. And I uh, had a friend of mine that was assistant baseball coach. Uh, my high school coach, Freddie Jordan, was at the Citadel. And um, he had an assistant named Chris Limonis. Um Chris, uh, I asked him, he was the hitting coach there, and I said, what do we need to do to hit? He said, well, man, you're hitting in a cage. He said, that's terrible. He said, you need to build something. And uh, I don't know if you know Chris now. Chris left and went to be the assistant baseball coach at uh, Louisville, went in a couple World Series. He got the head job at Indiana, and now he's the head baseball coach at probably the one of the most powerful baseball schools in the country at Mississippi State. And um, he, taught, he, he told me, say, I said, well, let's talk about what to do. And he, he kind of gave me some ideas with some things, and I got together with um, a Chris Hill from Hill Tire in Monk's Corner that was used to be Hill Tire was uh, – he was around during that time. I talked to a few other guys, Johnny Daniels, sold cars in Monk's Corner and talked to them. And we threw some things together. And, and, and about 17, 18 years ago, we, we built that. And the key to it is we've just we've kept it up. But um, it, I tell guys all the time, if, if, if you're not hitting in this place, there's not many high school teams that have this type of facility. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, we were uh, – I think we were on the left side, you know, the side of uh, facing towards the actual school building. Um and warming up in there, and you could 
<laughs> I mean, you could almost warm up everybody on the in the starting lineup. I mean, there's just so many different cages in there. You know, you got the you got your pitching, you got your infielding, and it's definitely something that if another program, which you probably don't want them to emulate because you don't want them having what you got. But uh, I'll tell you, man, it, it was just it, it was something to see, and I was just really blown away at the high school level. And you know that that says a lot, and yet. You had mentioned Coach Jordan. I, my parents are good friends with him back uh, when he was he was at Stratford. Correct me if I'm wrong. Before he went to the Citadel, is that right? He was at my senior, yeah, my senior year in 1992. He he us up and said, "Guys, I'm getting ready. Just call us all up. We had a pretty good team. David Beckley was on that team and ended up helping him coach for a long time. But he gathered us up one day and said he was getting ready to take the job at the Citadel. And um, so in 1992, my senior year was when he he uh, left and went to the Citadel. Yes. So, all right, if, uh, if one thing I wanted to, to do with you here since we, we got you on and, and, you know, we talked about your five seniors and things like that, I'm going to kind of put you a, a, a little bit on the spot, so to speak, and uh, I want to give you a chance I'm gonna, uh, while, while I uh, can put it out here. I want to give you a chance to say something to these uh, to your outgoing senior class, you know, kind of give them a shout-out, maybe, maybe touch on a little bit uh, on each one and see if we couldn't um, – uh, I guess give you a chance to, to give some parting words, you know, maybe that, that you're at the podium kind of senior night since it doesn't look like we're going to have some of these things. Well, Jed Hudson, as I said, uh, you can go on about Jed Hudson. One of the hardest workers you've got. Man, I, I'm so excited about being able to watch him play his senior year. Uh, tremendous bat speed. And any time he can turn a fastball around and hit it out of the ballpark. Um, but but as I said before, and this is a credit to his parents, just a better kid than that. He's a better kid. Baseball, later on in life, we'll forget what happened with his knee. We'll forget that this and that. But we'll always, um, you know, remember what kind of kid he is. Um, Eric Green, um, an outfielder force, um, I kicked him off in the seventh grade. Uh, just, just said, Eric, you got to follow the rules, man. It was too tough. And he come back there and I didn't believe him again. His mom was a little disappointed in me, and I said, just trust the process. And um, and he come back in ninth grade, never had too many issues. Uh, Whitty mastered that and uh, ended up developing into having an opportunity to play baseball at USC Salkahatchee. Uh, Michael Singletary was a um, is a second baseman. Um, Michael was always the smallest guy on the field. They gave him a hard time about being so small, and um, he just worked in the weight room, never stopped. I keep telling you, senior year, was, and he was killing the baseball, and uh, he, he ends up going to uh, USC Salkahatchee also. Jake Dunn uh, didn't play his junior year, come back, tremendous football player, um, a lot of power to play, left-hand hitter, could hit the ball out of the ballpark at any time, and um, – Jake is going to Charleston Southern to play linebacker. Another kid that's just one of the finest kids you you ever meet. Um, and then we have um, Jeffrey Ziegler. Um, everybody in the Low Country knows him. Uh, my opinion, the best player, um, probably senior, probably player as far as having years. Maybe not the fastest kid, maybe not the strongest kid, but he he hasn't gave up many runs since I've been at Berkeley in in, in four years. He don't he don't lose. Um, he was the player of the year in the region last year. He was All-State last year. He signed to play at the Citadel. But um, it, it was the epitome of a Greg Maddox, um, just an absolute bulldog. When my team, when he pitched and we played at home, we didn't lose. We, we didn't lose. Um, and then the last one is Jordan Cullinan. Um Jordan it was a, is a senior this year. Um, Jordan, he could have played college baseball. He decided he uh, was not going to play. 
um, that he was he had got in to be a lineman, this school that he he wanted to be in, that he had as good a stuff as anybody in the low country. We faced AC Floor in a scrimmage. He threw three innings, and they didn't get a hit against him. They were the number one 4A team in the state this year. He dominated them. He won two games in the hit tournament as a freshman to win it. And um, Jordan got in a bad accident right after uh, right after we ended baseball. He was on a four wheeler, and uh, and, and the four wheeler come back on top of him, and uh, he's had some spinal, um, major spinal injuries, um, some head injuries. Um, he's fighting like heck right now. And, um, and, and, you know, they got some that might say he'll never do this or that, but, um, we're not allowing him to say that we, we, we know he's going to do it. He's going to make it. And, um, and, and if he's listening, I, if he is, I, like, I tell him every time I can, we got a lot of people pulling for you and, um, and, and we all praying for you. That's awesome, Coach. Uh, and, and it sounds like you got a pretty good group coming back. Uh, how many how many of these younger guys do you have coming back next year? Do you think it's going to make a huge impact? Well, we got we got a, a catcher's returning. He's a big, strong six two six three kid. Chevy Wren's about a six three uh, six two six three switch hitter. He can throw the ball off the mound. Jesse Free was all region two years ago. One of our better hitters. He's back at second. My shortstop is a be a junior, and he's been starting since the seventh grade. Um, we got a transfer to come in that is going to be the real deal. He's a third baseman. Um, he's a sophomore. He, he's a real deal. Um, I got a kid that plays football that can fly. I want him in the outfield. Rhett Leggett's being recruited by Carolina Clemson. Everybody, right hand hitter, um, right hand pitcher. And uh, Jay uh, Proctor, I, I wouldn't doubt if he's not offered any day by Carolina Clemson. He is the rising sophomore. He's a left handed hitter. Um, everybody in, in the Everybody in the whole Southeast in college baseball is recruiting. Jack Hedges will be a left-hand pitcher, very good pitcher. Um, we got a freshman, a Driggers kid that is a right-hander that, that I saw the other day that uh, made 86-87. He'll be a 10th grader. So a lot of talent on this um, group. You know, we got them seniors have been around for a long time. We're going to miss them. But, um, you know, I, somebody said the other day, I don't know if we can replace some of these seniors. Definitely not going to be able to replace Jeffrey Ziegler. I told him, I said, we've been doing this a while. We've had to work our butt off. But, um We'll never replace them, but we got to just have some guys step up. And hopefully, when you got a program, it's not a one one year deal. That it's something that you know, when some guys are gone, some other guys just got to step up. Well, coach, you do a great job breaking it all down. You mentioned uh, Mr. Hedges. I know his father really well. I know you probably know his dad was uh, quite the ball player as well. Played at Clemson, went to uh, the Citadel as well. Of course, uh, Mr. Chevy. I remember him in travel ball back in the day. Uh, his dad's a big name, of course, uh, in the community. Does a lot of stuff there, but uh, uh, he's a solid kid. Jesse Free, Jesse Free. Now that kid, uh, I know him really well. Him and his dad Larry, uh, a great family. They come from another great family, and that's kind of even. You mentioned Leggett and Proctor, two other guys who have great families. That's kind of your story because I just uh, got got set up with Mr. Hudson Singleton, or Singletary, excuse me, and uh, Mr. Green, who are coming in after this interview with you, Coach. But uh, you know, I think if you had to really explain what the common denominator with all your players is that you guys have they come from great families and that's a huge deal and that's a, that's something that a lot of coaches can't really say as much i've had the opportunity two or three times to leave programs that may be bigger programs that may be bigger name programs um even had something this year that came up and um my wife tells me all the time said you, you may go somewhere it might be more talent and but but you, you don't know the way you coach you don't know if everybody will accept that and um you know, I, I got I, I got a senior this year that I, I something had happened and you know dad called and 
and uh, next thing I know, you know, it, it, but, but, you know, it's, it, it, they know I care about the kids, and, 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 you know, we don't always agree with things, but the, at the end of the day, um, yeah, unbelievable parents, and they know, I, you know, that I, I'm trying to do things. Our, our coaches are trying to do things in, in the right direction. We're trying to, um, you know, we care about them. And if people know you care about them, that you know, they'll, they'll, be, they'll, they'll be a little more lenient with what you say to the kids. But we, our parents are, if I ask for something, they will bend over backwards to make sure that, that, that we've got it. Well, Coach, as always, God bless you, your family. Uh, you know, I wish you uh, your, your boy there playing some ball here tonight there at the ballpark. That's got to be a lot of fun. Uh, bittersweet, if you will. Nothing like watching your own play. You got all those on the team, but when you get your own son there out of the house to play some games, uh, that's always a lot of fun. And I just want to say personally for me to you, uh, you're always available. You're always willing and able to come into the show. And thank you for setting up these three young men that are going to be joining me here next. And uh, enjoy what's left of a Sunday night. And uh, you and I will touch base here shortly. Thank you. Hey, if Michael Singletary says something bad about me, don't don't believe it. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Because he's the rule breaker. I've already written down everything. So we've got we got the you know Mr. Hudson, of course. Uh, this kid here's got the heart. We've got, of course, Mr. Green. He's, he may say in the rules. We'll see if he can follow the rules. And uh, Singletary, we got to watch what he says. I got you, Coach. <laughs> Y'all have a good Thank one. Thank you, buddy. Yes, sir. God bless. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the head baseball coach. He, of course. Uh, Calls in from some ballpark, not shocking. The coaches, uh, when they're not coaching, where they're watching and coaching from the side there, of course, is uh, the one and only Landy Cox, head baseball coach for the Berkeley Stags out of Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Let's head to a quick one. It's a small break, but let's bring the big boys in on style. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central. Three senior athletes coming in for the class of 2020. The feature highlight coming up next right here on Southern Sports Central, guys. I'm Rich Yardman, alongside Eugene Benton here. One of the things to coach from Berkeley High School, Coach Landy Cox. He is the head baseball coach over there in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Without further ado, I, I figured Old Town uh, was a good uh, tune to kind of bring them in here. This segment is brought to you by the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios for these athletes who are getting back at it. Well, time to get back at it in the weight room. You can find the factory over at 5913 Loftus Road, right over there in Hanahan, South Carolina. The number to call is 843 843- Five seven three seven three nine one. The guys and girls, they will definitely get your footwork as good as I've ever seen it. I've seen a lot of kids come out of this and look like studs. I've seen their weight program really put it on where it needs to be and take it off where you need it off. But make sure you reach out and you tell them you heard about it right here on Southern Sports Central. So I'm going to tune in to all of these guys. We got three of them, so we'll start off introducing them. Coming up first, it's going to be Eric Green. He's a senior. He is, of course, 
is heading to USC Sakahashi. He's the center fielder. We heard about him. Let's see if he can stay in the rules here and hang out with us. Coach Cox has already given us the headline with him. Of course, Mr. Jed Hudson, first baseman, heading to Southern Wesley University. He'll be playing baseball over there. He's the first baseman. And, uh, of course, uh, let's see what he can do as uh, this kid comes in with all the heart of the show. And then Mr. Michael Singletary. Let's see if we get something bad, uh, some, some dirt on the coach as uh, he's heading to USC Sakahashi to team up with his buddy over there. And uh, now that guy plays second base. The second baseman, they're always the guys you got to keep an eye on for, man. They're just kind of doing their thing. But uh, first, Eric, what's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. I know uh, we're excited to have you in here, buddy. How's it going, Eric? Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, man. I, I said to you guys off the, you know, off the air as we were getting ready to bring you in, and, and again, I'm going to get each one of you guys, and then uh, we'll get you out of here and get you back to that whatever the normal Sunday night routine is. And it feels like y'all have been on uh, summer vacation since about March. So who knows what you get into on a Sunday night? It's, I believe there's a curfew. Is there a curfew up in Monk's Corner, six to six? Is that what's happening up there with you guys? Yes, sir. Yeah, that adds a little bit of more. I mean, at least you didn't have to deal with too much of the curfew back with COVID. This is something else we're dealing with. But uh, that being said, uh, first of all, man, what what was it like there? You got the news, uh, you know, the second week, I believe, of March. You thought the senior season, y'all had six guys on the senior roster, but you got a lot of underclassmen that are bringing some A game with it, man. I mean, a lot of kids, like you heard the coach talk about some of your teammates there with Hedges. You got Chevy, you got Jesse Free, you got. You know, Leggett, you got Proctor. Um, what was what was kind of your thought, man? State championship had to be on y'all's mind with this much talent. Of course. It was. I mean, we had a lot of young talent, so we thought we would be very good, actually. Just a little heartbroken that yeah. CRC would get shut down short. Now, when you look at USC Soccer Hatchet, and I'm sure you had a few other offers, and I, I'm very familiar with USC Soccer and, and, and how that works out. But why USC Sakahatchee? Is it, is, is it because it's close to home, the opportunity of playing right away? Uh, what was it about this school that, that got you to see, hey, I'm going to go here and play baseball, and then tell me, what's your major? What are you going to go there and focus on that education? All right, the first thing that factored in was Coach Joy. He's a good coach. I mean, he was vocal with me, very truthful with me. I, I looked at Sakahatchee as a, another chance for me to get recruited to go bigger than what I am. I gave it a, it's another opportunity for me to get better and get on the field instantly, so I like that opportunity. I'm looking to major in business. I'm going to the real estate field. It's a good field to be in here in the low country, man. So, uh, you know, Coach, threw a little shade at you, brother. I got to be honest with you. I mean, he kicked you off the team in seventh grade, and uh, you did what you needed to do. Trust me, you're not the first. You won't be the last one that's knocked off a team. But uh, what is it uh, – tell me your thoughts when you got kicked off the team in your seventh grade or whatever happened there. And what motivated you to get back on this roster to get to be part of this team? And here you are now as a college athlete just a few months away. Um, Definitely was very immature at that age. Nothing was clicking in my head to get right. But at one point I was like, man, it's time to mature and that I actually could take my talents in baseball somewhere. So I just – it didn't take – it wasn't instantly that I snapped on and did everything right. But it took a little while. Coach Cox was there by me. Coach Carl was there by me. They all was supporting right. me to get back on the right track. So, eventually it came with me. Right. 
All right, so let me, uh, before I get you out of here, brother, let me uh, go ahead. A couple things we like to do. First of all, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you not only for your for your athletic abilities, for what you're able to do, and adversity, you know, comes much character, right? You were challenged. You came to the college, and, and you will not be yelled at any harder than you were yelled at at this field that you have been on the last three, four, five years. I promise you. Yes, sir. And you'll appreciate Coach Cox. He's the guy that you'll look back at going, man, that guy there, man, my boss now, he ain't nothing to Coach Cox. Man, this guy's easy. But, you right. know, what I want you to do is, is tell me if uh, you guys had a banquet, basically, is what we like to do with your senior athletes. And to your right side is going to be your seniors, the kids that you grew up with, these other, you know, five or six guys that you're going to be graduating with. What would you tell your senior class, and what would you leave behind in a conversation with this underclassman that's going to be taking this team over this time next year? Well, for the upperclassmen, the seniors, I'm just going to look at them tell them, man, I'm sorry that. It happened the way it happened, but we all know that we fought through battles together when we were young. Never going to be the same going to college and not playing high school ball with your brothers again, but fortunately I got a chance to play with Michael Hayden, so that's one guy <laughs> I keep by my side. Um, for the underclassmen, I'm, you got a lot of work to do. I mean, just take your offseason well and go hard. I like it, man. That's good stuff. So now I'm going to let you kind of sit back and listen to uh, Mr. Jed Hudson. He's going to come in here now. He's the first baseman. He's heading to Southern Wesley University now. Of course, uh, Jed, uh, what's up, big guy? How's everything treating you here in the uh, the bright lights amongst corner of South Carolina? Treat me pretty good. Not going to lie. Pretty. Not going to lie, man. Have you made it over? I'm pretty sure the barbecue spot's closed today. Is that is that pretty pretty good? Are they open on Sundays over there, Music Man? Oh, I don't really eat a Music Man, but. I mean, oh. I have family that go over there a lot, so. That's blasphemy. Oof. I, you can't live in – I didn't think you can live in Buck's Corner. I'd be – oof, man, that's – Eugene, write that down. He doesn't go to He doesn't go to uh, Music Man Barbecue. We're going to write that down. I don't know if Coach knows that. Yeah, yet. I'm not you really sure that's Jack's – I'm not really sure that's Jack and Marie's child on the phone. I think you need to check. <laughs> yeah, let me ask you this question. So, where do you eat? I mean, where's your favorite place to eat in the corner? And we're going to write this down so that when we come back up there here in a couple of months, we'll go eat at your place. Um, I usually eat at Zaxby's, and uh, that's really about it. Zaxby's and Chick Fil A, so I'm main too. Corporate America, I like it, dude. You know, funny story. I went to Greensboro, North Carolina, to North Carolina A and T, and did a uh, did some stuff for uh, Southern Sports Central, and I asked the lady. At a gas station, where's the favorite? Like, where's the famous place to eat at? And I thought she was gonna tell me some crazy cool place like the Music Man Barbecue or, or you know, like a Tasty Freeze or Tasty Express. Or, you know, just something that's kind of used to being where you're at. That lady told me kind of what you just told me, but she told me the Golden Corral. I was like, what? The Golden Corral? I acted like I'd never heard about it, so I gave her. She basically became a spokesman for it. It was pretty kind of a neat in, in conversation. But uh, let's talk this other conversation, man. Southern Wesley, you're the first athlete we've had on the show that's going to Southern Wesley, man. What sold you on this program? You're a first baseman, so you got to be a pretty big dude. How tall are you? Uh, I'm 6'4". There you go. I figured you'd be a little bit thick there on that side of life. What do you bench? Uh, I honestly don't know what I bench. I haven't benched in so long, but. We won't tell anybody. Just everybody, just coach. He's just kidding, coach. He's he's just uh, he's just joking, and he does need a music man. Now, why did you pick Southern Wesley University, uh, Jed? When it came down to the offers that you had, and kind of give us the dynamic. Where is Southern Wesley University? And again, uh, why did you pick this school as well as what major are you going to look at going into? 
So Southern Muslim University is in Central South Carolina. It's like five minutes away from Clemson. And the reason I chose there is like they have like really good exercise science program and also their baseball team. I really think I could do good there and like hopefully be good in the conference and all that. And I'm majoring in exercise science and I'm thinking about minoring in business. I don't know yet, but yeah. There you go. Hey, I like the idea. You got to plan, man, and that's half the battle. Is you got to know where you're going before you leave the house, and you've you've done that. I'm sure you're going to spend some time uh, at Clemson on on Saturdays, right? Are you a Clemson fan or a Gamecock fan, or does it matter to you? Um, actually, neither. Everybody's going to call me a bandwagon. Wow. I'm actually an Alabama fan. Wow. Wow. Again. Wow. Again, again, this cannot be Jack Hudson's kid on the phone. It's got to be the poster. <laughs> Everything man, that man owns has a Gamecock on it. Oh, oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so, Jed, and I'm going to I'm gonna let Eugene ask you a couple questions because I know you guys got some connection here too. But before I turn you to Eugene, um, and then don't worry, Michael, we'll come to you next. We, we, we're going to save you for last here, big guy, because we got to get the scoop on the coach and some good stuff on him because we're going to write that down and tweet it out, which uh, if it's on the Internet, it's got to be true. So we'll go with that angle. Um, now, Jed, Final thing, man, um, you know, if you're looking back at it, what's something that coaches taught you that you're looking forward to, to carrying it with you to your next style uh, when you go in here and, and show up uh, here in the next month or so over there at Southern Western? Um, Coach Cox taught me a lot, but one thing he probably taught me the most is how to become a better man. Like, he just taught all of us how to treat everyone with respect and all that. So. Well, that's awesome. So, so Jack, uh, Jed, this is uh, Eugene again, and I, I was telling uh, your coach I've actually known you for what is this about twelve years now, going back to when uh, you and Ronnie played for your dad back in Sangaree days. I think it was like two thousand and eight or something. Yeah. So oh yeah, T-ball days. <laughs> so your T-ball days, and now here you are headed off to play college ball. Man, that's that's a heck of an accomplishment. Even you know battling through. I didn't know you got a second knee injury, but. Uh, you know, having to battle through those and, and come back. And I know your coach, I don't know if you heard your coach, but he said some wonderful things about you. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still, I don't think I can get over this whole Gamecock thing. I mean, just knowing that everything that your parents own had a Gamecock on it. Uh, wow. Um, so, anyway, uh, so, so uh, what's, what's uh, Dad up to these days? Uh, just chilling at the house lately. I don't know, but no, I'm just joking. But he, he's been working a lot, especially doing all this corona stuff. But he's just been working and just riding me during baseball in school. So, yeah, you know, that's how yeah, I, noticed, does, uh, I noticed he uh, got you a good trainer. Uh, who were you training with to get ready um, for uh, for college ball, I guess, now since there was no season this year? I'm ter- um, His name's Terrace Thompson. He has a place called PTA Pinnacle. It's out of Monk's Corner, South Carolina. And actually, me and Jeffrey Ziegler go there, and we actually train together a lot. So he actually has, like, us doing the same workouts and different workouts according to, like, our college workouts, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, so are you going up to the next level as a first baseman? I know you've played other positions in, in, uh, throughout your career, but uh, is, that, is that kind of what you've signed on and what you're being prepared or, or planning to play up there? Oh, yes, sir. 
Cool. Well, um, so uh, so I know he was talking about your guy, and, and Richie alluded to some some type of lift. I don't know where you, where you bench press or something like that. I mean, I, I don't really know. I, I judge leg speed on kickers, so you know I'm not really worried about bench presses and things like that. But your coach said that uh, you were a guy that no matter where the ball was, you could just turn on it and put it out the field. Uh, what's your longest home run? Do you know? Well, there's one time in practice. I don't know the wind. The wind was blowing out, so that might have helped it, but. It was a a shot, a donkey. I don't know what you want to call it, but I, I honestly thought it ended up on the tennis court. But n- no, nah, but it's I'm gonna say about at least 400, maybe 425. I don't know the exact measurement, but cool. I got one last question, and I'll let you go. Uh, if I were to put a Zaxby's meal on it, uh, now I'll give you a pre- I'll give you a, a warning here. This guy's a left-hander. Now he's kind of old and he doesn't really have his stuff anymore. But if you if you could put it out over that field off this left hander, uh, I'll put a I'll put a Zaxby's I'll put a Zaxby's and a Chick Fil A. You willing to take that deal? Oh yeah, guaranteed. Awesome. Well, I'll turn you back over to that left hander right now. All right. So we'll put that together, man. We'll meet somewhere between here and there. I don't know if that's uh, – you, you find the ballpark, and, and I'll bring this old arm and see what we can do. In case he's going to buy me a sandwich either way. He doesn't know it yet. You know, so we'll both get fed. <laughs> Real quick, if I go to your your final teammate here tonight, Court Michael, I appreciate you holding there, buddy, but we're coming to you next. Uh, you're at the banquet here at the Southern Sports Central Banquet. We brought in all the stags, the baseball players. Uh, to our left, of course, we've got your seniors to the right. We've got all the underclasses. These kids are going to be taking over the reign here in the next couple of days. And uh, really, quite frankly, they've kind of taken it over now, if you know what I mean. But what would you tell your seniors that you're graduating with here? Uh, and then what would you say to the upperclassmen uh, at this banquet that we're hosting for you guys right now? I might have lost Jed there. Jed, you with us, buddy? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, Wait, so, sorry, I didn't so hear I, the question. I'm sorry about no, that. No, you're fine. You're fine. I know we got a lot of you guys going here. So, as if you were at the banquet, right? You're at the podium, and to your left, you got your seniors. To the uh, to the right, you got the underclassmen. Speak to your your class of 2020 seniors that you've been playing with, your brothers. Uh, what would you say to them, and what would you leave behind in a conversation? A quick uh, word for your underclassmen. So, to my 2020 brothers, I'd probably say thank you for everything y'all have done to me through thick and thin, all my injuries. And sorry the season came short, and we would have definitely went to state. But just really sad that we all couldn't play together one last time. And then to my, like, underclassmen, thank you for being there. They, they can then again. And uh, y'all need to step it up next year. And if I don't see a ring on y'all's fingers, then I can't claim y'all. So, that's <laughs> I love it, man. So far, both guys have said step it up. And, uh, you know what you ought to do is you ought to get your guys to come back and get some of the guys from some of the other classes, maybe three uh, before you, and you guys do like an alumni game. You guys come back and, and scrimmage those guys. So that way you can get back with these other at least five or six guys that you're graduating with. Uh, Michael, let's go to you before we get you guys out of here. First of all, man, uh, it, it seems like you're kind of the guy mistress on the team, man. What kind of dirt you got on the coach real quick? Eugene, you got the paper ready, man? Write this down. <laughs> uh, well, coach wrote me pretty hard. And uh, he just um, took it pretty tough on me. And I was a pretty hard-headed kid whenever I played for him. So, 
Well, you're sitting there at second base, man, and, and you guys are usually kind of the entertainers uh, of the team. I remember when I played many moons back. I remember when Coach Cox played uh, many moons back. Uh, they're second baseman. It's kind of a, they're kind of like special team guys, man. They have their own personality. What is it about second base that you like so much, man? I mean, yeah, why second base? Why not any other position? Um, well, I like being uh, in the infield with all my boys. I like uh, I like it that I'm beside Hayden Newbold. We like turning double plays a lot. So, so are you one of those flip of the wrist? Or are you throwing it under the glove? Oh, flip of the wrist for sure. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Like to take take a few on your own and run it across the middle there. So, uh, you're heading to USB Sockahatchee. You're going to be hanging out there with Mr. Green. That ought to be an entertainment there. We ought to get you guys your own show. Here on Southern Sports Center, that could be a lot of fun uh, in itself there. But why did you pick USC Sockahatchee, man? What made that school be the choice for you in your next uh, three or four years for education? Well, Coach Joy is a really good coach, and um, he was straight up with me and Eric. He told us both that as long as you do the right things here and um, you play hard, you'll be a good player for me. And um, he really, really um, gave me and Eric a really good opportunity. It's a small school, and Berkeley's kind of a small school, so I'm just, I feel like it's going to be a good match. And I would 100% agree with you, man. Let me ask you this question. I didn't ask the other guys because I, I had three of you, so I wanted to give you a chance to have your own thing. But when it comes down to it, give me a memory that you will always remember, Michael, of your days over at Berkeley High School, being a baseball player, something that you'll always remember uh, when you think back at your days uh, as a SAG. Oh, winning a regional championship for sure. Dog piling on Berkeley, that was the best feeling of my life. <laughs> that's a great answer. You knew it right off the top yes, of your head, sir. man. So I can tell you that's a pretty good feeling. That's for sure. I've been there before. Uh, different field, different school, but but same feeling. Trust me, it's one you'll never forget. Uh, so we're going to do the same for you as we get you guys out of here. Uh, again, senior moment here for you guys. We're putting on a banquet. We want you to speak to the senior class. We just, uh, of course, had the other two teammates here on the uh, air with us do it. Tell us what you would say to your senior class that you're graduating with here shortly, and what would you say to the underclassmen that are going to be left here behind and uh, kind of pick up where you guys have left off? Well, to the seniors that I love you guys, man, you're like brothers to me, and I'll always remember you all. And to the underclassmen, win a um, win a state championship and make me proud. Well, brother, as always, man, I, I want to say that we're really proud of you uh, as well, Eric and Jed, guys. Uh, not only for getting the opportunity to uh, to continue doing what you do, playing the game of baseball. This is an honor. I remember when uh, you know I stepped away from high school, went into college. It is, without a doubt, it is a disciplined game more than it's ever been before. You're going to have to be there on time, which means early. You're going to have to stay late, which means really late. And uh, you're going to have to put a lot of work in because when you get to the campuses you're at, you guys all need to understand everybody there was somebody where they came from. That's why they got this job. But on the academic side, guys, I couldn't be more proud of you. You guys are now part of an alumni group. Uh, you got your uh, high school diplomas coming to you. You've accomplished the first major thing in your young life that uh, is going to be amazing. And you came in, most of you, during 9-11, which was a, an interesting situation. You're graduating with COVID-19. Uh, I tell you, man, there's not much that you guys can't overcome, and you played for one of the great coaches in the game here today in Landy Cox. But uh, we love you guys. We appreciate your time. Hey, your mom and dad, uh, we appreciate you guys letting you come in here. And uh, for two of you guys, we'll go with music, man, barbecue. For the other gentleman that wants to uh, 
go over to Zaxby's. I guess we'll hit Zaxby's. That's fine. We'll do Zaxby's. <laughs> and then I'll, but what? Let me ask you a question real quick. If I strike you out, that means you're going to take me somewhere and buy me a steak, which is that place right next door to Music Man Barbecue. I think there's Brick, a place like two doors Brick. down that sells steaks. Yeah, Brett. Brett. Yes, sir. Yep, so when I, so I strike you out, you buy me a steak. That's how that's going to work. If you, I, if you hit a dinger off me, I'll buy you a steak. That works? Oh, yes, sir. That's fine. All right. Now, striking out means what? In home run derby, what does that mean? Um, I don't know. That's pitch. not that good. That means, no, that means if it doesn't go over the fence, it's a strike. I don't have to strike <laughs> you out. I just have to get it from uh, going over the fence, correct? Oh, all right. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. You get 20 baseballs, so we'll figure that out, man. So we'll have some fun. Guys, much love to you. Congratulations. Proud of you from me to you to all of us here at Southern Sports Central. Go enjoy this uh, rainy, wet, weird Sunday night here in the uh, final day of May, buddy. We'll talk to you guys soon. I'm actually going to reach out to you guys individually, but we do appreciate your time, guys. Yes, sir. Thank you, Thank you for having us. God bless, guys. Thank you very much, guys. Not one, not two, but three of the senior class of 2020 comes in here, hangs out, and hits a Grand Slam interview. What's next? What can top this wonderful night as we are on the campus of Berkeley High School and we've had a conversation with the coach slash principal, Coach Steele. We've heard from the athletic director, uh, Coach Butcher. She joined us. And, of course, uh, we just ended up with Coach Landy Cox, who brought us Mr. Eric Green, Jed Hudson, and Michael Singletary, all three phenomenal athletes, some phenomenal individuals in college, well, soon to be students, that they are going to be part of that class of 2020. What does that mean coming up next? We're heading back to the airwaves with some guys that do what I do on Friday nights. They're going to be the voice, of course, of the Berkeley Stags. These guys treat me like family. When I go over there, we try to treat them like family when they come to Somerville. And, heck, they even put me on the radio at the fort. You're talking about a uh, trifecta between three of the brutalist rivalries in the state and definitely here in the low country. So we're going to do this. Quick break, come back. We'll find out who's representing the voice. Welcome back, everybody. The final segment here upon us now is we want to thank all of you guys and girls for listening here tonight. This segment brought to you by our friends at Simmons Barbershop, the oldest pharmacy, excuse me, the oldest barbershop. I'm looking at the pharmacy ahead of it. Uh, in not only Somerville, but one of the oldest ones here in the great state of South Carolina, located at 139 North Main Street. That's here in Somerville, South Carolina. The number to call is 843-873-2861. They are closed on Sunday and Tuesdays, and they close at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock on Saturdays, and you better get in before 4.30 any other day. But I can promise you it is going to be quite the entertainment, and you're going to get a haircut. So make sure that you uh, schedule in a good hour, no matter what, maybe two. But I promise you when you leave there, you'll have a lot more, uh, well, a lot less on your head, but a lot more in your mind. So that being said, let's head to some guys that do a great job on Friday nights, and they are the voice of that Berkeley Stag High School Friday Night Lights and the one and only, of course, uh, who's with us, who's representing uh, the voice, if you will, with the Stags tonight. Hi, Richie. It's Craig Mims here with you tonight. What's up, Mr. Craig? How you doing, buddy? First of all, man, I, I hope the family as well, man. We've uh, we, we've been very blessed to get to kind of get a little closer with you guys here on the air. 
Oh, yeah, we're doing fine. Um, my oldest son, he's still living with us till he moves out in a couple of months. Uh, he, he's been working. My wife's been working. I've been working. I'm in the insurance business. And like uh, Coach Cox mentioned earlier, I've, I've done more yard work in the last couple of months than I have in the last 20 years. So uh, we're, <laughs> we're doing good. We did miss baseball this year, um, you know, as well as doing the football, uh, you know, radio on the football on the radio, I also do the uh, public address announcer for baseball, and it was kind of strange uh, not, not doing that, only getting in just a few games this year and, and that being being over. But I kind of could see it coming. We heard, you know, heard rumors and that stall game on March 13th when, when all the seniors started that night, uh, I, I kind of felt like that, that was going to be it and uh, hated to see that, hated it for those guys. Yeah, no doubt as we are live right now, one of the voices of the Berkeley Stacks, Craig Mims, joins us here on Southern Sports Central. These guys have, uh, well, we're family. I mean, it is what it is. We might wear different shirts on Friday night. No, it's not like Anchorman where we meet in the hallway and we, we duke it out, even though that would be a pretty cool YouTube video or maybe a Facebook Live to get a couple of us radio guys to have a little fun. But, uh, you know, Craig, you and you guys, I mean, even when you guys played Fort Dorchester in the uh, playoffs, I was talking to this. Uh, story earlier with uh, Coach Stephen Steele joined us uh, early, and I said, man, it was so neat. You know, I went over, you guys put me on the radio with you guys, and, you know, it, it's it's we are our own family, right? We kind of take care of each other. You guys come to Somerville. You know, I put you guys in front of the bathroom, of course. And some people wouldn't like that, but if they do radio, they understand that's a good place to be. Plus, there's always food right there, and you guys always love on us and make sure that we're taken care of as well. And, um, you know, it, it's a lot of fun, but I think your business and mine is going to be a little bit more needed than it's ever needed before. Would you say so? Oh, yeah, very well could be. Uh, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with, with the season as far as, uh, you know, are, are fans going to be allowed in? If they are, you know, how many with social distancing? A lot of people might not be comfortable coming out uh, to the games. Uh, you know, hopefully by then they will. I mean, I'd rather have, you know, uh, people in the seats than not. But uh, but if right. they aren't comfortable coming, they can they can always listen in and uh, catch the action. Yeah, and you guys do a great job at it. I tell you what, there's so what, three of you guys. You got a spotter. You got you and another young man that, of course, put together a, a, a five-star show. I had a chance. Usually when I'm on there – uh, doing my thing, you guys are doing your thing. I don't have a chance to hang out with you, but I did make it over to that playoff game, and uh, that was the weird weekend where some teams got to play that Friday night, and I think some of them finally got to play that Monday night. And unfortunately, I think our seasons came to close on the same weekend. But uh, nevertheless, uh, how long have you guys? Or how long? Let's let's ask you the question. How long have you been doing the radio broadcast, and how much have you seen it turn from the day one to what you hear seen uh, of this past 2019 season? Hey, Richie, I, I've been doing this since uh, 2008, uh, with the exception of a couple of years, uh, 2010 and 2012. Um, started out on WJKB, uh, Classic Country, uh, 9.50 a.m. <laughs> uh, myself and Chris Kelly, former voice of the Stags, uh, we, we uh, did a couple of years together. And, and actually, in 2008, it was, this was only supposed to be a part-time gig for me. I, I was going to do home games with Chris and uh, one of the assistant principals at the time, Brent Stone, he was going to do all the away games. Well, Brent missed a, a game. And next thing you know, uh, I'm doing all the games. And, you know, so uh, I had a great year that next year in 2009, won a state championship. That, that was special. I think I'm, I'm the only 
person that I know of in the history of Berkeley High School that's actually played in a state championship football game and has also been a part of a, a, a radio broadcast for a state championship football game. That was, uh, you know, Bruce Ellington and R.J. Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were the big names in a, a big win over Northwestern in, in 2009. But uh, as far as uh, Tim, Wayne, and I, um, we started out in 2013 on WTUA uh, – 106.1 FM, station out of St. Stephen. So we've, we've done seven years together. Uh, if we, you know, hopefully we have a season and we'll have an eighth year. And, and I will say this, it's a lot easier having three on the crew than two. I, I don't have to work nearly as hard as I did when it was just a, a, a two-man group. Uh, but uh, I always call you know, say, you know, Tim's the play-by-play guy. Wayne White, he's the radio professional. He's the true radio professional. He's kind of like the master of ceremonies. And I'm just a sidekick. You know, I'm just <laughs> along for the ride. And I get my shots in whenever I can. And it's really harder these days with all these hurry-up offenses. It's hard for the colored guy. you really got to be quick. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I kind of – I talk kind of slow. And <laughs> so it's been harder with, with all these – spread offenses and, and hurry-up offenses we've seen in the last few years. We're live right now with one of the voices of the Berkeley Stags here on our campus tour 2020. And, of course, uh, Monk's Corner, South Carolina, is where the bus has stopped for a Sunday night visit with uh, the one and only Craig Mims, uh, one of uh, three guys who put together a, a very five-star radio show in, uh Friday night, of course. Uh, it, it's, it's not as easy as people think it is. I tell people on the air all the time, Craig, that uh, it's like air traffic control for me because I've got papers flying everywhere. By the time the game is over, I'm exhausted. There's times that my color guy kind of, like you just mentioned, will go a little bit deeper into the play, and I've actually got to replay it even though it's already been played. So, you know, it's quite the interesting one there. And then, you know, there's always going to be some some things that just happen in what we do. What's What's been kind of the biggest change you've seen in the seven years, I think you mentioned, of doing this that you've seen in radio uh, with what we do to what you began seven years ago? Well, as far as changes in the way we do it, um, I, it's really hard to, to put a finger on that, Richie. I, I mean, the, the, the great thing about us, as long as we've worked together now, you've got a lot of a lot of continuity. Uh, you know, we, we get in a good flow. I mean, it's like you can go from one year to the next now, and it's like you never left the booth. You just step in and do your job. Um, right. You know, I guess uh, it's – changes maybe technology wise you've got the skype and stuff but, but we have it seems like we have a lot of problems up at berkeley high school uh getting a good uh, connection uh um, you know wireless uh, not a wireless but the uh lte connection uh so uh, but so a lot of times we go back to the the old school system wayne has like i said i don't really get involved in all that part of it wayne is he's <laughs> an expert on getting us on the air lord knows what would happen if something happened to him we we did Tim had to miss a game this uh past season uh when we went over to Wando he had a family emergency or something and uh you know we missed him that night but it it was just Wayne and I and and it was kind of fun because I got to kind of we kind of tag teamed it on play by play but but you know it being Tim being the one out or if I'm out you know, if Wayne's got to be there, or, or we don't, we don't get on the air. I mean, Tim, Tim and I don't know how to hook this stuff up. <laughs> <Get> us <laughs> and, and Mr. Steele, so let's go. Let's talk about him just a second. He's usually my substitute, so uh, I really he haven't heard him. A lot of times, I'm, I'm out of town, but I've heard stories about him on, on the radio. He, 
he he's, he's, he talks a lot out here. He uh, he can almost do the play-by-play and the color by himself, from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and he will definitely be chiming in in a minute via text or via Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned that you guys basically kind of fired him, but that's a, that's a whole other story. <laughs> Let me ask you: in seven years, is there a place? And, and let me go back to the Wanda conversation. And, and I've had a chance to get to know Wayne really well. Ray, Wayne's kind of like, man, he's just. It's something about that guy, man. It just seems like he can fix anything, do anything. You know, he's just uh, he's just that guy. He's always in a good oh, mood. Oh, he's like MacGyver. He's just kind of beatboxing <laughs> around. He's like a MacGyver. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, and then mean, you got Tim, he's of course, like you with, uh, Tim does his thing for. I don't you know. <laughs> with that being said, you know, Tim did miss, I think, one of the newest eras of football was at Wanda. We, you know, Somerville went to Wanda this past year. And, man, I, I promise you it felt like you were in a college atmosphere. And that's cool for a change. You know, uh, but I'm kind of a little bit old school, so I like some of the older stadiums. Of course, you know, Berkeley comes to mind uh, on the road, uh, one of my favorite places. The only thing I wish, and maybe we can get Coach Steele to get us some better internet up there. I think that's the only thing, and that's not at fault. It's just the location, and and it's just the air of the time, you know. Yeah, well, I won't mention the name of the of the service we use, but there's like a dead there's a dead spot there at the high school, uh, and and, and, and it's right there. We're better yeah. off when we play down in the Charleston area. We can use the, the Skype and have the better sound quality. Sure. Now, what? Where's one place that you like going? I mean, I'll I'll get aside. Where's somewhere that that you always look forward to? You look on the you always look on the schedule. You go, yeah, we get to go back here. What's What's one of your favorite places on the road to go? I always like to go to Somerville. You know, I'm I'm an old school guy. My 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 dad. Uh, Went, he graduated from Berkeley High School, and uh, he, his senior year was Coach McKissick's first year at Somerville. So, uh, you, you know, we go, we got deep roots there at Berkeley High School, and uh, you know, my sons have, have played football there. I've got a, a rising sophomore, uh, Andrew, who uh, who plays, and uh, uh, so I always enjoy going over to Somerville. It, it's an older stadium. Um, it, it it just you, you can just feel the, the, the ghosts <laughs> coming coming through there and, <laughs> yeah. and the memories and, and, and all the big games you, you heard about as a kid, you know, Coach Moody, uh, Gerald Moody and McKissick going going at it year after year for, for uh, you know, region titles. And, it, you know, you hear the stories about them hit, hanging in the oak trees over there at Somerville, uh, you know, one year. There were so many people there. Uh, so that, that, that's one that I guess I, I really enjoy going to. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, and one of my favorite places, kind of interesting, is, is is going to Berkeley. You know, I didn't enjoy it at the end of last year because Somerville's up by 17. Berkeley makes their way back, goes into double, goes into overtime or double overtime and beats Somerville. Which for them it was a great win. But the year before, Berkeley beat Somerville during the season. Somerville comes back in the playoffs and beats them. I mean, that's what high school football is all about. And, and it does. It feels like. You know, it's just you, I feel the same when I'm in that stadium. You know, but like you mentioned, Somerville, it's like watching the movie The Natural, where if you close your eyes and even if nobody's in there, and I do this a lot, there's times where I have a frustrating day and I'll ride by the stadium, and you can almost go in there and you can hear the coach. You know, you can hear the crowd, you can hear the things in these older stadiums that you don't get and you won't get in some of these newer stadiums for a while at least. They'll have some time to, to build into it. Uh, I guess the final thing I want to ask you: You've done seven years of football. Give me your favorite game that you guys have called. And, uh, and and a favorite play to go with it. Oh goodness gracious, boy! There, there's been so many, Richie. <laughs> I really wasn't, wasn't <laughs> yeah, prepared. I 
for that. Uh, but, but I guess, I mean, you'd, you'd have to go, uh, you know, back to the 2018 season over at Somerville when, when Berkeley was able to, to pull that one out. Um, uh, you, you know, that, that, that's the one that, that really comes to mind here recently. You, you know, we had a rough stretch there early on. Uh, we, we came on when the coach before Coach Rob, I won't mention names, before Coach Robinson was there. And, right. and there were some rough years. So there, there were some bad memories during those years that I could talk about. But I'm not going to get into that because, you know, we'd rather sure. forget that. We're thankful that Coach Randy Robinson is with us. But uh, but that that 2018 game over at Somerville was a big one. Uh, the, the game last year, uh, I'm the chairman of Berkeley High School Athletic Hall of Fame, and that uh, last year's game when Berkeley pulled it out happened to be I, I was on the field with, <laughs> with Hall of Fame duty wow. that night. I was not in the booth, so I hated to miss that one. That would have been a great one to call for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's been fun. Um, it's been a good run. And hopefully, again, you know, who knows what happens this season, but hopefully we are we are on the air and we're playing some football. No doubt about it. Uh, the final thing, uh, you guys have had so many great players, and I'm going to put you on the spot. So you kind of know where I'm going with this. Uh, the biggest player in your mind, again, I'm not underselling anyone because I know there's a thousand of them, but off the top of your head, who do you think the biggest player to ever come out of Berkeley? Oh, my goodness. Uh Richie, that, that that's a tough one. I mean, you go back to oh, you guys uh, are loaded. I you, you go back to the seven. You go back to the seventies. All right, this is my my childhood. One of my childhood idols, uh, and, and I actually, you know, live we live in the same community, uh, Oakley, South Carolina, between Monk's Corner and Goose Creek on Old Highway Fifty Two. That that would be Clarence Williams. Uh, he he was always an idol. Of mine. Great running back. He went played at the uh, University of South Carolina. Uh, his junior year. Uh, he and Kevin Long, another running back at Carolina, both rushed for over a thousand yards that year. Uh, he went on to uh, play in the NFL a few years. I think he was on the Super Bowl team with Washington Redskins, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you, you know, as far as childhood memories, I, I'd say Clarence Williams also played with a great running back, uh, David Barnett. Uh, at Berkeley High School, we won the 1981 state championship. Um, Division one four A first ever beat Gaffney eighteen to fifteen. You go Mike Dingle uh, a few years uh, after after we came through in the mid eighties. He was a great great player. Um, There's just so many Bruce Ellington here in recent years. He had a great career at Berkeley mm-hmm. and then at the University of South Carolina and played some pro ball. Andre, uh, I mean, gosh, I, I can't pick this one. Yeah. There's no way. Oh, I know it's hard. There's no yeah, way. You almost got to go decade by decade, huh? I mean, and, that's, and I'm that's sorry what you if got I now. missed left somebody out and, and, and offended somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you can blame me. But, uh, cool. I got you off guard on that one because I've always wondered that, you know, because Somerville, we go through that at, at the airport now. These guys, since they've, you know, they've been up and running, man. It seems like every year they've gotten that next guy up too. And, you know, actually Ridge has got, you know, the Duncans that have gone through their program, but they've got some other guys that have done some things, some presidents and things like that that have come through the program. And the ladies are doing great things. And, I, and again, uh, and we were just talking about football, but uh, first of all, I appreciate what you do on Friday nights, man. You you provide a service to people that can't get to the games or don't live in the area. They, they trust me. I know you get the phone calls like I do and, uh, the, the inboxes that we get weekend after weekend, and we have to almost go through a two-hour of answering questions of people that went to these schools 20, 30, 45, 50 years ago, right? And, uh, but we look forward yeah. to that, and, and we miss that 
come about January, we're like, man, I sure wish. Definitely by December, we're we're, we're all right with it. But um, I do want you to kind of put it in the back of your mind. I, I, I mentioned this, I believe, to Tim, and, and I think I might have said something quietly to, to Wayne a little while back. But I'd like to get you guys, and let's talk about doing a show together on a Saturday. Um, maybe y'all rotate or all three of us, five of us, whatever. Eugene's going to join us, too. And we can do a recap show on, on what happened around the community in the Low Country on Friday Night Lights. How's that? Yeah, we we might can look into doing that, Richie. That that's an awesome idea. Well, they don't have it here in the Low Country, and why not? Me and you and your crew and my yeah. crew will get together and do what we do. And I, hey, together we'll be an all-star team, man. I'd be an honor to work with you guys on a Saturday morning. So let me know, and I'll touch base with you off the air. And again, I appreciate what you do with us. And uh, just you guys, again, you, you you three guys are always first class and family to me, and I appreciate the way you treat us uh, when we get over there. Well, thanks, Richie. Uh, we appreciate you guys, too. Um, I had a chance to listen to y'all a couple of times. Y'all do a great job as well. And uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, uh, this season. No doubt about it. Mitch Craig, always a pleasure. God bless you and your family. We'll see you around the bend on the next airwave, my friend. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Take care now. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, one of the voices of the one and only Berkeley Stags, of course, over there in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. That was Mr. Craig Mim. Of course, he's uh, in the booth with Tim and Mr. Wayne, and it's always a good time. And, boy, that went quick. Three hours. I want to count it up. I think we've had uh, seven guests. Is that right, Eugene? Let's see. We had a principal. We had the AD. We had the principal back on again. Uh, We had the baseball coach, three players, and – the voice of the stag. So I got seven. There you go. I was close. I was on it either way. Uh, great show tonight. I want to thank the uh, faculty, the principal, the students, the moms, the dads, the grandmas, um, everybody who uh, listened in tonight and uh, was a part of our campus tour 2020 here at Southern Sports Central. We are a huge advocate for high school sports. So the athletes and the uh, course uh, in this level means the most to us. Of course, we also focus on high school and college. Those two are kind of our, 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 our main bread and butter. We do, of course, talk NFL. We talk Major League Baseball and some NBA as well. But uh, we feel that it starts right here, right here at Monk's Corner, South Carolina, at the Berkeley High School uh, facilities, and they do a great job. Again, I want to thank the principal as well as the coach, Stephen Steele, for allowing us to be a part of his night tonight, along with his athletic director, Miss Catherine Butcher, Coach Butcher, as uh, she uh, allowed us to talk to Mr. Landy Cox, and uh, a handful of their players who joined us tonight. Of course, I uh, want to thank these guys for jumping in here with us and hanging out with us as well. It's always a good time to get players in, like we did Eric Green, Jed Hudson, Michael Singletary, and, of course, the voice of the Berkeley Stags joined us to wrap it all up, Mr. Craig Mims. And uh, I think I didn't leave anybody out. Like you said, principal joined us twice. But uh, I think he was a principal the first time and a coach the second time. So we might can count it for eight. Eugene, good job pushing the button. Tweeting it out and uh, just doing what you do best, buddy. I appreciate you. Appreciate it there, Richie. And just want to say, everyone, to uh, stay healthy, stay safe. Uh, we're still uh, all in this together. We're uh, we're on the same team, and that's the team of we're on the same team of Team God and Team Love. And just uh, everyone, uh, love on your kids, love on your mama, uh, and have a great start of your work week. And don't forget to love on your neighbor, guys. Uh, I think that's kind of the thing right now. You know, get outside that house, love on your neighbor. You know, again, we're all in this thing together. We're going to get through it together, whether it be the situation that we know what's going on outside right now or we know what's going on 
tomorrow or whether it be COVID-19. Don't forget, COVID-19 is still here, okay? So when you're out there doing what we're doing, uh, it's still a real thing. Uh, and also, us being back on the air Tuesday night for our first show in the month of June, we are focused right now on going Facebook Live, so stay tuned to that. Meanwhile, follow us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central, on Twitter at SO Sports Central, and on Instagram at Southern Sports Central. Guys, on behalf of all of us, all of you, God bless. Take care. We'll see you again on Tuesday night as we are going to open up the treats, give you three solid hours, and do another epic show, guys. We'll see you then. Take care. God bless, and stay safe. Where it began I can't begin to know it But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring